currently live. Everybody and welcome to the MinMax Show, a place, of course, about games, friends, and getting better. I'm I'm still not Ben Hansen. He's still off doing something. I don't know what he's doing, but I am Kyle Hilliard. I'm joined by Jeff Marchiafava. Hello, Kelsey Lewin is here. Hi, that's me. And and Brian Brian Vore. What's up, Brian? Hey, how's it going, guys? Just watched a little summer game fest today. A little. You got a little version? Mine was like two hours. <laughs> Big applause too for Jeffem for handling the the tech today. Yeah, I real yeah. <laughs> I realized I didn't I didn't do any audio checks. So um, if people in the comment can tell us if we all sound about right, the little <laughs> orange, you know, the orange or the levels seem they're bouncing in the the yellow zone, which I think is what we what we're aiming for. But if uh, are okay. we all bouncing in the yellows? That's I what think Chad so. needs yeah. to tell us. Are we bouncing the gallows? Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, first of all, uh, happy Pride Month. I wanted to call that out, made sure that we re- uh, acknowledge that for MinMax. And I also, I wanted to issue two corrections from last week that I, I flubbed. I was, I was very nervous last week. And um, we talked about, uh, I'll do this quick. We talked about um, this other podcast called The Doughboys. And there's a person on there who I said worked on a Final Fantasy video game. That was wrong. I meant to say the Fantastic Four video game. Oh, Two different. <laughs> very different video games. Uh, one was based on a, on a film. One is, a, you know, a good video game, ostensibly. And then also, um, I, I said that Zachary Pliggy was Super Mario 64's game champion. That's, that was wrong. Pliggy is a Superman 64 champion Com- oh. very, again very uh, these game. things could not be further apart but what what we're really here to talk about of course is uh summer game fest it happened earlier today we all watched it some of you guys streamed it i didn't stream it but you guys streamed it together yeah kelsey and i along and with sarah. Sarah. you guys yep. have it and sarah's there too do you guys yep. have a good old time we had a perfectly key three key three that's good. I saw it was being broadcast to IMAX, which is cool. Um, and Keeley's has like a, it's like the family business, IMAX. His father like oh, founded yeah. IMAX. Yeah. Wait, is that, is that true? Is that why that keeps happening? That's why that keeps yeah. happening. Oh, that's, that's okay. That's his middle name, cool. true. Jeff IMAX Keeley. <laughs> they didn't name him Max? Oh, man. That's <laughs> that, a huge uh, oversight. <laughs> But uh, the thing that was funny is I guess some IMAX theaters did have some a couple issues. So uh, I saw people sharing tweets of, that, of you know, Big No-No, of course, taking photos in a theater. But what they were doing is the, the IMAX screen went out. So they just pulled it up on their phones and were watching Summer Game Fest on uh, their phone in the IMAX theaters. Oh, uh, that's a bummer. I was like, that sucks. Oh, that's man. the experience right there. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, watching a, a video on your phone in a theater. I've never done that. Maybe that's exciting. Yeah. Oh man, but let's let's dive into it. It was it was a big show. It was two hours long, which includes uh, the Rock's advertisements in the middle for his energy drink and movies and some other. Th- I don't know. He talked about Fortnite as well. I think. Yeah, I think, I think he, he was mostly. I think he was about how Fortnite. Yeah, he just wanted everyone he's to be reminded that like the the reason he's there, 
you know, the glue connecting him to video games is he's in Fortnite. Right. Uh, and he's also can't... in the WWE games. Usually. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> and he, I mean, he has his own. He was. Didn't he have? Oh, gosh, he was almost in the, a Spy Hunter movie or he was in the Spy Hunter game. I think he was in the game. Yeah, there was that game that came out that was supposed to be like a tie-in with the movie, but then the movie got canned and the game still came out. <laughs> yes, that's that's what it was. I don't, he didn't bring that up for some reason. I don't know why. But <laughs> let's just we, we can just dive into it. We're just going to kind of go down the whole list here. Um, Street Fighter Six was the first thing that was shown. Um, they revealed Guile is going to be in the game, which um, it's kind of one of those like. Yeah, I mean, I kind of assumed he was going to be there. I don't know. Street Fighter is so strange with those characters. Like, the I guess I guess you shouldn't always assume somebody's going to be in the game. I mean, they they didn't they like one generation Blanca like wasn't in the game for a little while or something like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. It, yeah, I don't know who was who was not expecting to see Guile. I guess I guess the bigger thing was just his hair is even more outrageous than it's ever been. Um, yeah, it's, when it was two D, it always kind of just looked like a mohawk. But then once you see it in three D, it's like no, it, it sprouts and goes in all directions. Apparently, it's a very yeah. like I don't know how he maintains the like very careful curve that's even mm -hmm. on every side. I mean, it's it it does not translate very well to three D. No, yeah, and I guess yeah, you're kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't because oh, totally, got to confirm that everyone's favorites are there. And then, but if you say that, then they're like, no, oh, big surprise, Guile's in there. So yeah. you really can't win. But I did, he's got a little blonde goatee now, like a tight little goat. <laughs> they're changing up his look a little bit. Oh, right. I, it, and that was, I guess, the first, like, proper, proper gameplay we'd seen. And the game, it looks cool. It looks great. I, I'm not a big Street Fighter guy, so it wasn't, I didn't really get super jazzed about it. And I'm I'm looking into the eyes of you three. I don't think any of you are big Street Fighter fans. I don't know, maybe I mean, on the, on, the, on the stream, uh, the three of us, uh, Jeff and Sarah and I were like, I, we are not the right people to be reacting to this. This yeah. sure looks <laughs> yeah, like a fighting yeah. game. <laughs> Should yeah, I mean, I, I played it way back in the, in the day, you know, like the early, the twos and threes and stuff. Um, but yeah, certainly not like anywhere near a pro level or anything of the current stuff. Yeah. Uh, next up was Alien Aliens Dark Descent. I Brian, I don't remember. Are you are you a big Aliens guy? For some reason, I feel like yeah. your desk at GI had like an Alien figure on it or something. Maybe I'm misremembering. Hmm. I don't quite recall an Alien figure, but it could have been okay. in the mix there. There was a lot of crap on my desk. Uh, <laughs> I do like I do like the movies, and you know. Uh, I enjoyed like the Alien Three Super Nintendo game back in the day, and um, I thought it was funny how this thing was like, "Ooh, it's a new Alien game! Like, what's it gonna be like?" And then they don't really reveal to the end that it's kind of like a top-down shooter. Yeah, which could be fun, you know, a little actiony. Yeah, like that... contra some like contra Super C stuff going on mm -hmm. there. Yeah, it it also reminded me of of Helldivers a little bit, or, or at least that looks like it, what it might kind of be like that. That one was weird because when it started, we all kind of thought it was the Callisto protocol because it, it was very much that like, you know, space Marine dudes in a dark, scary space horror, horror vibe thing going on with it. Um, and then it, it, just the more and more they showed it, it was like, no, this, 
<laughs> this looks more than more than it was just inspired by aliens. Like this is just straight up aliens. Um, yeah. yeah, and then and then at the very end, it's like, oh, but also maybe it's it looks like it's top down kind of shooter. Well, my my reaction was like, it's like man, everyone wants to emulate that scene with the radar. Like that is such become such a video game staple of like, you know, the radar pinging and all the different enemies coming in and stuff like that. Like, and and I was I was watching it, and I was like, man, they're really going for it. Like this is what this game is gonna be. And then like. It really felt like, I mean, I don't want to be, I'm not being rude because I'm sure it's fun, but it really felt like the rug was like pulled out yeah. from under me. When it was like they showed gameplay, I was like, oh, that, okay, that looks all right. <laughs> like it was really not what I was expecting at all based on the, and clearly pre-rendered, but it just looked like, oh, this is like a big budget aliens shooter that's really going all in on the visuals. And it's like the ultimate game is is like an overhead, maybe like twin stick even. I, I don't yeah. know. I, I think it'll be fun. It looks, I mean, it looks fun. I like those kinds of games, but it just was not what I was expecting at all. Yeah. And it's a jarring move to be sure. Yeah. And, and the whole time I was, I was kind of wondering like which alien camp is it going to fall into? Is it going to be like isolation quality or is it going to be colonial Marines? And then it's like, okay, no, it's something completely different. We're, we're on a completely different scale here for what we're looking at. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that that one's coming out. I mean, I guess announced so quickly after the sort of the Left for Dead sort of inspired one, which I, I feel like the re- response to that one was like, yeah, it's all right. It's cool to shoot xenomorphs with friends, but it didn't really, I didn't really, you know, elevate or become as successful as any, you know, as Left for Dead or anything like that. I feel like I, this game started off the theme of the Summer Game Fest of sci fi horror in the dark, 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 scary ships. Like forty percent of the games were in that vibe, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it really seemed going like wrong it. in space. Is and like yeah. Finally, at the end, Jeff Keighley like acknowledged it and was like, "That was there were a lot of space games, huh?" Like, yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> he, I feel like he said it. Gosh, what was it? I'm trying to look at my notes. I think it was for the uh, the Mioho game, the Honkai Star Rail. I think that was the one that he was like, a lot of space games. And I was like, this one looks so different yeah. than Callisto Protocol and Aliens. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it is. You're not wrong, Jeff Keighley. And uh, and speaking of Callisto Protocol, they uh, they that's what they showed next, which they had. They brought out uh, Glenn Schofield, uh, who is who's very nice. Seems like a very sweet guy. Uh, doesn't if you if he seems nicer than what the, the games that he makes are because they're pretty brutal. <laughs> But he mm-hmm. was very complimentary to Jeff. It's it was the trailer they showed at State of Play, which was which was a good trailer and got me really excited because I mean it's dead it's it's base it's dead space like you even have the kinesis it looks like I, to the point where I'm kind of like they can they can they can go that close to dead space like it I don't know it seems like there needs to be more separation. You see, you see Kyle, the the health meter is horizontal. It's not vertical, so it's a totally right. different yeah. game. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That... It is It is cool how they're, they're ru- not rushing, but like they purposely, I think, are getting it out as soon as possible this year to beat the Dead Space official remake, right? Just to like beat, into the, to. beat into the chase, right? I guess I say they need to, but I mean, maybe they don't. Like maybe, maybe when you're actually playing it, it does feel more unique, but just seeing gameplay, it just looks so close to Dead Space, which is not yeah. a complaint. Yeah, it did. But how the, much Dead Space appetite is there right now? It seems like it's a lot. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, Summer sure. Game Fest is to be believed. Like, we want nothing more than to leave this planet, even if it's horrifying. <laughs> yeah, I hope there's a big appetite out there for it because you're getting a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks like so. The other the other thing that seemed unique to it is I, I think there was like a dodge move, like a Resident Evil kind of later third person Resident Evil game dodge style move, which is cool. I always liked I like pulling that kind of stuff off when you're fighting monsters. And then the the sort of the ending to the gameplay footage when the character gets like sucked into I guess like that turbine or whatever. <laughs> that was like really intense and scary. <laughs> that was I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I think it's it's probably going to be a lot of jumping jumping up on your couch playing that game. A lot of spooks. <laughs> yeah, for spooks. sure. That's the back of the box quote, right? There. <laughs> Get ready for a lot of spooks. A lot of spooks. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And then okay, so Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, which I'm still a, I'm a little confused about cuz I think that level was like a Modern Warfare 1 level. Kyle, I, I love this because you're hitting all the all the same things that we were completely confused about uh, during the reaction okay. stream. Yeah, apparently, according to the comments, it's a it's a new kind of it's a new game in the in the way that I guess the last Modern Warfare was. Um, you know, not supposedly not retreading the same. Story. I guess they just kind of retconned out the old ones at this point, and they're retelling everything. And it's supposed to be new, completely new plot and gameplay. But yeah, the entire time I was watching it, I was thinking that it was a remake. And the whole time I was thinking, oh yeah, I remember a a mission where you you kind of go up on boats onto an oil rig and and then kind of shoot a bunch of people on an oil rig. But I couldn't remember much past that. And then the all the comments were like, no, Jeff, it's it's not a remake. It's a completely new game. And okay. and then it, and then it was like 20 minutes of us talking about how in the heck they're calling a game Modern Warfare 2 exact the exact same title as the previous one, even though it's supposedly a new game now and what is going on in, in the video game industry anymore. Yeah. Well, and, and my, then- my problem with Summer Game Fest specifically, like this was the first time I felt like this was a big problem there. I don't feel like they did a great job of kind of explaining for people who aren't super plugged in all the time to the news, like what we were actually looking at. Like the very first yeah. thing they should have led with, and I know they have said this in other places, but the very first thing they should have led with is like, this is not a remake of Modern Warfare 2. Like explain what it is. Again, because some people are seeing this for the first time Mm -hmm. or some people are like, oh, yeah, I heard about that. But, you know, they're just assuming it's a remake or whatever. Um, And I don't know. I just feel like communication on that kind of stuff in Summer Game Fest was kind of weak this year. Like if you weren't if you're not perpetually online and following the news. You might have been surprised by the ending is what would have happened. Yeah. 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 So Kelsey, yeah, you're, saying, sure you're saying they shouldn't have rented an oil rig and plastered a giant poster <laughs> on the ground to announce. You know, if that's if that's how they want to spend their money, by all means. But please just explain that this is not a remake yeah. of Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> that 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 moment just felt like I was like, ah, yes, this is E3 to me. This is E3 is like spending entirely too much money on something that just 
does absolutely nothing to in- <laughs> inform me or get me excited about the game in any way. It's just like, look, we spent a lot of money to be here. It's like someone okay, really wanted it. I know we're <laughs> we're gonna cut the gameplay soon, and I'll get excited about that. Fantastic looking water. That's what got me excited. The the sort of the rain. And the water, like, falling, uh, you know, off the rails and stuff like that. I was like, oh, my God. Call of Duty. This That's because their water has water tech, Kyle. I know. They, they, I mean. They explain that. I try not to buy into that sort of, you know, blast processing kind of stuff. But I was like, man, that, that water looks really good. <laughs> you guys, yeah. I think you nailed it. And uh, I also, the storage containers, like, sliding around on the ship, I thought yeah. was really cool. I, I, I. I don't think I've, I don't really remember the last time I finished a Call of Duty campaign. I've, I've started almost every one, but watching this, I was like, I want to play that level. Like this looks cool. Mm-hmm. It, it almost looks a little more compact, which is like maybe more close to the original modern warfare's. So I'm into that. Yeah. Maybe this one we, I'll play. Jeff, you're smiling like something. I, I was, I was going to say we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that <laughs> Sarah throughout the entire demo was very confused as to who you were shooting and, you know, like how you're supposed to tell your your allies from the enemies in that. And I am 100% with her because I will be shooting your your teammates the entire time because they're it's just like during that entire demo, they were popping up all over the place right into your line of sight. Um, but the I guess it, the player who was playing it was an oracle because they knew exactly which ones they were supposed to shoot and who they weren't. I do think, I mean, they must have removed some UI elements, right, for the demo. So, I mean, yeah, you know what I'm thinking. Have their names over their head. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. usually how they do it, right? That's good. The big follow yeah. sign, you know. Yeah. And then, uh, Yo, Yo, uh, Jo, Johanna or Joanna? Johanna? I'm not, I don't remember how they pronounce her. Fairies. She said, uh, that she called it, again, it's, it's just marketing speak, but she called it a transformational moment for the Call of Duty franchise. And I was just, I, I mostly, I'm just kind of curious, like, why? Like, how do they justify that phrase? Like, what is it that's going to be so radically different about this one? I mean, it looks cool. The water tech, Kyle. It's the water I, tech. It yeah. is really good. That's a, <laughs> That was a big highlight for me, I got to say. Uh, and then it's going to have, like, Warzone 2.0 with it, but they are going to continue to support Warzone 1.0. Which was all very confusing. Like, all right. Yeah. Cool. How, how that's working. But, yeah, I'm I'm happy to see what the next Warzone looks like. Yeah. Um, are any of you guys flashback fans? Was that an exciting announcement for any of you? I recognized it pretty early when they were showing it. That's about as as good as I. Okay. I think I bought it on the Switch when it it was must have been like ninety nine cents. The I guess I don't know whatever it, it was the original maybe on the eShop. Um, but I haven't played it yet. I was a fan that of might... out, out of this world, so that's so why I, it, that's why I got flashback. You, is it? Is it similar to that game? It's not like the same people who made the originals or anything, right? It's just they. Drew I don't know similar, if it is right? or not. <laughs> I don't think it is. I think they were just similar. Yeah. And uh, I know they. My familiarity with it is they remade it like eight years ago or something like that, and it was like a total thud. Like I, I think the reviews hmm. were bad, and no one was excited about it. Ooh, was it because they did a bad job remaking what was cool about the original game, or are people just like not into that style of gameplay? in the modern era. I mean, I think it could be the former. I think it could just be, it wasn't a great remake. Cause it's like the kind of the looking at it, looking at the original, like it looks cool. It kind of looks like, like Jeff said, it looks like another world. 
which, you know, you can kind of extrapolate into like being a big Play Dead influence and I love Play Dead games. So it seems like it's in my sort of, you know, under my umbrella of things I would like. Um, but I just I just know that our, the other remake was poorly received. So I'm I'm curious what this one's going to be like. Well, and also they didn't really show much of anything like they showed. Everything they showed was like through a filter, like you're looking at gameplay footage, but like on a screen that's mm-hmm. tilted this way or whatever. And I'm like, I don't. I, that's a weird choice to me anytime that someone does something like that. Because I'm like, well, now I don't know anything. And you might as well have just said flashback to. Yeah. Right. Or to the power yeah. of two, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah flashback <laughs> squared, whatever. Whatever they're going with there. Yeah, I wonder how you reach. They make a big deal of like, it's been 30 years. How do you reach these lapsed fans from 30 years ago? Like old people who maybe haven't played this the first game forever. Like, mm-hmm. how are they going to find out about this? They're not. They're not streaming Summer Games Fest to find out uh, when, when their sequel to their favorite classic is coming. It's an yeah, interesting challenge. Know. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I'll follow it. It's one I'll watch closely. Um, but uh, it was I, at the I'll sort of uh, maybe we're being negative, but like I, I do kind of like the left field announcements stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like I do like the kind of announcements that I have to kind of almost google and be like flashback well that sounds familiar you know remember uh, it's one of those like when i was a kid like wow the animation looks incredible but i don't know what to do or where to go so yeah. I didn't, you never really got that far <laughs> yeah kelsey i don't mean to alarm you but i think you have a, a bird on you on your I, shoulder i do he's kind of going in and out of focus but um <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's oh, he he's hanging out here because if he hangs out in another room he will scream so mm-hmm. oh, okay He's just excited about Summer Game Fest. Yeah, he watched the whole thing. Uh, Witchfire was one that I guess is was not a new announcement, but it wasn't one I was familiar with. Um, It looks it looks like Dark Souls aesthetic, but first person with guns. I I assume that's what they're going for. But maybe I'm just reading too much into it. Is anyone uh, super jazzed about that one? Yeah, that looked cool. Yeah, that one looked interesting as. Well, and maybe it was because it came after like four previews for space horror games, but the the oh, aesthetic yeah, of right um, you know, f- almost like cowboy in a fantasy world shooting skeletons and demons and stuff and yeah, I'm and and it the the gameplay looked very smooth as well. So, I'm I'm always happy to play a shooter that's you know, not one of the three basic templates of, you know, you're shooting zombies or soldiers or robots or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I like things with a little bit of magic. Yeah. yeah I, I don't remember it being announced. Apparently it was announced way back in the 2017 Game Awards or something. Okay. Um, I, do not re- I do not recall that footage or announcement, but it looked, it looked like, it ran well. It like has a cool design. Like it looks like high end. And then yeah, being able to cast spells and shoot guys at the same time is always a fun combo. Looked like there was some pretty smooth platforming. And then even like environmental fighting where you would like shoot a bell and it would like make the all the enemies go like ah. So I guess if they kind of mix a lot of environmental spells and all that all that stuff, it, it could be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that was that was the only reprise we got from um, Space Horror because <laughs> we had two in a row. Next, uh, Fort Solace, right? Did you guys catch? Is Troy Burt Troy Baker? 
is he just like a performer in the game? Or it seems almost like he's like actively involved in development and writing or something. But maybe I was misreading that. Maybe he was just super excited to be involved. I don't yeah. I don't know that well, I mean I guess I don't I guess I don't know. Uh I assumed he was just an actor, but like he did he did tell a long story about how he uh thought that he couldn't pull off something and then the scriptwriter was like, No, you can do it and then he believed in himself and he could do it. And mm-hmm. I was it was uplifting. But he yeah, didn't enlighten wonderful. any of us as to what he was talking about, right? <laughs> no. But that, no, the story is that someone gave him a compliment. That's the important part. Nice. <laughs> cool guy, Troy. Yeah, no socks, no hat. He's really, he's come a long way. Yeah, yeah I, so it's basically, it's like him, are, are the main, are the characters, like, these are people that, like, give you video, this and, uh, was it Roger Clark from Red Dead 2, uh, that they're basically, like, talking heads on a screen? Or maybe one of them is your character. Yeah, I don't know. I it seems I hmm, that's a good question. Yeah, do, I don't think you play as either of them, do you? Because they're very well defined characters, or at least you know on stage they were like, "This is this guy's job. He does this." Like, I don't know if they would assign a lot of those details to the player character, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. This, this seemed less of like shooting up a bunch of stuff and more like just sneaking through, and it's dark, and maybe something will jump mm-hmm. out. Yeah. It it made me wonder if they had him on just because he was already going to be there for the Last of Us stuff. Oh, Troy Baker, you know? <laughs> he's around, <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They called it. Uh, I think it was Troy Baker called it um, Dead Space meets Duncan Jones's Moon. Which oh, is, isn't that one of your big movies, Kyle? Yeah, I love that movie. I love Dead Space. So like, I'm I'm I I like that idea. We'll see how it goes. You know, but. I, I like just calling those two references into a video game. I think is is very cool and could be really cool. And then and then uh, an, another one kind of like Witchfire, which I guess was had been previously announced, but it was not one that I remembered. It must have been a while ago. Apparently, it was announced a decade ago. Was um, <laughs> Routine, which we just saw a bunch of scary shots of like walking around a space station, but it looked like really realistic it looked really that's some with robots that's the that's the right. robot or space mm-hmm. horror but robots yes but <laughs> add robot <laughs> swap in the dead space monsters for robots but that, yeah. that was my biggest takeaway from that i guess i don't know if that's like an unreal engine showcase or something like that but it looked really, really yeah good yeah it, did it looked really good it almost had like a, a vhs filter that made it look you know almost like photorealistic to it um yeah, yeah. It, it's I I enjoy those kind of moody, uh, almost walking simulator survival type games. I don't know if that's what it's going to end up being like, because we all we really saw was one robot attacking you at the end. So I'm, I'm not sure what. The, yes. Yeah. Which I mean, if you're designing robots to just like be doing menial tasks, you don't have to make them look so demonic like that's <laughs> you know, that's going to backfire on you once they start killing your employees. Yeah, why even give a red eye LED an option? <laughs> just, they're definitely going to be evil. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe do you think? Seems... Do you think all these devs knew that there were going to be so many other space horror games? Like, they thought, oh yeah, we'll stand out. Maybe Dead Space remake will show up, but we're definitely going to stand out. And then they were just like packed in between two other games, and like, how do they expect the average fan and person to like tell them all apart at the end of the day? 
Yeah, they're, yeah. they're watching like three more space horror games go before their own, and they're like, oh, God. Yeah, it, I mean, that, especially for Glenn Schofield to be there and and have people like directly referencing, you know, oh, it's like Dead Space. And it's like, well, I'm also here for my also game that's also like Dead Space. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they all got together in the green room in the back and just, you know, had a laugh and pat each other. I, I, I think it's fairly safe to assume that they didn't know. I don't think that if you're part of a show like that, I I think it's all very secretive to the point where it's not like you know what else is happening there. Yeah. But I could be wrong. Maybe maybe Jeff let everybody know. Uh, yeah, it must have been it. a nice surprise for all those people. I know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it is, yeah, it's funny. Their script, like I was just saying, they're talking about Duncan Jones' movie Moon and they, Dead Space specifically. And it was really like, what, 10 minutes earlier? We were just looking at Callisto Protocol. So, uh, and then, of course, that was where we got our break with The Rock in his workout room which he just kept going on and like weirdly on and on about himself. I, it was, it was very strange. I was very, yeah, that, that must've been an ad. I, yes, it like, has to have been right. I, I had trouble in the showcase understanding where like the announcements were versus the ads. Um, yeah. You know, like the mm-hmm. Nintendo ads were pretty obviously ads, but like, that's kind of it. Everything else was like, okay, well, was that an ad? Because we know about it. Like, him talking about yeah. his energy drinks is clearly an ad, but like, is he here because that's supposed to be like an exciting reveal about his movie? And like that, or is that just an ad? Like, I, yeah, I, I really don't know. Don't I mean, know. same with Fall Guys, which was it, was, yeah. it was the rock, it was the Nintendo stuff, and then it was Fall Guys. Like, all three of those things, it was very much like these feel like paid advertisements. I'm pretty sure that's what these are. Yeah. But then there's announcement, an announcement at the end of the Fall Guys one that was like, part of it was free or something like something but that, that's not new though that they they said that was coming like that oh that okay was, yeah right. so that wasn't an announcement so uh, that was just an ad but for some reason it appeared on the giant screen behind jeff Keeley in addition to the ad playing i guess uh, yeah i think I'm... so it's very weird i don't know you know he, I think what he, Keeley he likes to do is he likes to get big celebrities to like help draw viewers so he's able to tweet out the rock is going to be here and then the studio gets placement for their Black Adam trailer. And Rock is like, if I'm going to spend any of my precious minutes of my day, which are, I'm worth, you know, X amount of tons of money every every minute, like all my time is budgeted and scheduled, then I'm going to promote all the stuff that I want, everything that benefits me while I'm on here. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's kind of, you know, mutually beneficial because they get the rub of like, oh, we have a huge celebrity, and then he gets to like directly speak to, you know, pretty sweet demographic about that very much overlaps with his movie and his energy drinks and all that. But doesn't it feel a little disingenuous to be like, we have this huge celebrity coming on in our showcase, and it's like you do, but for an ad, that's mm-hmm. not. Yeah, yeah, well, and yeah. and same same thing with him with Keeley saying, oh, we have every you know games for everyone, including the Switch, and it's like, well, you you played a commercial for a Switch game, you know, during your show. It's I don't know if I would call that you know this amazing crossover yeah. with Nintendo or anything, or the, like they show. Mm-hmm next-gen PS5 footage of a game, and then at the end, at the trailer, there's, like, a little dot that says, also on Switch. Mm-hmm. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. that's how they include it. It yeah. just, I don't know, something about, I think it was because 
he kept pulling his energy drink into frame and out of frame. Like three. That's just what made it feel extra gross to me. Like it's always a little yeah. gross. I mean, I mean, there's always like, hey, check out my new movie. But that just felt like, it just felt excessive for some reason. Yeah, I, I, that, uh, this this is like the 2.0 of Keely eating Doritos and drinking Mountain Dew. Like he figured out the next step, make it a little more subtle or at least push it off onto a celebrity doing it so he doesn't have to do it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, this wasn't part of the show, but speaking of energy drinks, Jeff Keeley tweeted like right before that he has never had a sip of coffee in his life, which is like. Then someone in the comments went back and found tweets of his where he mentioned having coffee. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love the Internet. Busted. <laughs> Sometimes. <Amazing>. Sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, important. important <laughs> Both parts of that are equally weird. It would be incredibly weird to it's incredibly weird to have never tried coffee. It's super weird to lie about having never tried coffee. Is he bragging? And, like, let's see. I don't know. And, and maybe <laughs> I only not drink lying. Zoa energy drinks, people. <laughs> maybe it's not that he's lying and that like when he says like I'm getting coffee with he just means like he's going to a coffee shop and like maybe mm, okay. what he's actually drinking is tea or something like that. But it's still. I don't know. That, that was a, a little weird... odd. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not I'm not even like a big coffee guy. I don't drink a lot of coffee, but to like n have never had it in your entire never life. Never even tried it. Odd. Yeah, it's very like, strange. I mean, is it a moral opposition at that point? Like, that's my that's the weird part about it to me. It's like, why wouldn't you at least try this thing that? everybody else yeah. loves and is very easily available i think uh, mormons don't drink coffee right that's like maybe, mm, maybe they don't drink caffeine in general though right in general. so maybe maybe there's something there All right. if i were a big fancy dev and i'd be like i'd love to talk about my game but first tell me what your deal is with coffee <laughs> <laughs> and he'd just be able to answer him, live make him try <laughs> coffee live i just brought you on stream <laughs> just have a, this coffee. <laughs> have a sip and then we can show my fancy new trailer <laughs> just, someone just yeah, someone has to do that like if surely he'll be doing wrap-up interviews and podcasts and stuff someone just needs to get like just pull that out into a little clip of like watch jeff Keeley try coffee for the first time mm -hmm. <laughs> he seems like the kind of guy that would you know as a background in tv production he knows what makes good tv and now that's got everyone curious so Maybe if Reggie makes him do it, he'll be like, fine, I'll finally have coffee. You're my there best friend. <laughs> Kojima and Reggie, like, corner him. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You gotta try this stuff, man. Yeah. It's killer. Kojima just needs to tell him that he really likes coffee. Yeah. Oh, there you go. And then I'll be like, oh, well, if you really like coffee, then Sign me I'll, up. I'll try it, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see. So Stormgate was another another one where we didn't we didn't get any gameplay, just a pre-rendered sort of trailer. But I think it's it is gonna it's a free to play RTS, which is kind of interesting. You're fighting demons, so maybe it's kind of like a Diab Diablo, but with Warcraft mechanics or Starcraft mechanics or something like that, maybe. Yeah, and and that was another one where I mean it was like a two minute trailer of all. CG that looked like it could have been indicative of what, you know, kind of gameplay you could expect from it. And then another rug pull at the end of, and not, not even in the trailer, but when they came out to talk about the game of, oh, by the way, this is an RTS, which, you know, 
nothing wrong with RTS. Like that's that's not a genre I'm super into, but I, it's great that RTS fans are going to actually get another RTS that they can play. But it but that feels like something again that you have to lead with to let people know, like, hey, this is this is what you should be getting excited about. Yeah. Um, Many yeah, free to play RTS games. Like, is that? translate to free to play very often you know i don't i don't think i mean there's some of the clash of clans you know which is kind of like rts ish Mm -hmm. but in terms of like what i i would assume is like a starcraft inspired kind of thing i don't know i don't i'm not sure i don't think so Hmm. i'm sure i'm sure hansen will be over the moon with that when he gets back wherever he is we don't know where he is yeah he's he's lost he's him. We lost it. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's what that's what happened. I was, oh I, man, we've been trying to kind of keep it quiet, but he's he's just disappeared. <laughs> Where uh, in the world is Ben Hansen? We got to track him down. <laughs> uh, let's see. So yeah, we'll 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 maybe we'll because I think a lot of the big ones we've sort of talked about. So maybe maybe we can kind of start um, speed rounding these a little bit. Um, High water. It's like an indie game where you're sort of in a boat in a wasteland looked cool uh, i liked that jeff Keeley called out the ukrainian dev mm-hmm. uh yeah i like that too i thought that was really cool and that yeah. game actually does look really cool uh almost sort of separate from all the sort of political things that are happening like that just looks like a, a solid game and it was it was nice to for him to sort of reference it and also explain that they couldn't get something ready in time but he wanted to highlight it like i thought i thought that was cool i thought yeah. that was nice uh, let's see. American Arcadia is like uh, sounds like the Truman Show. Yeah, you're, you're trying to escape. That seems kind of. I, I thought that was kind of cool. I thought yeah. that was an interesting looking concept. It was. It was one of the. I don't know. Not a lot of like crazy big surprises in this one, but it was one where I was like, okay, like wouldn't yeah, have idea. seen that coming. And sure, sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah, and something that's a little cartoony and bright, uh, even though it, there might be sinister undertones. Uh, really stands out when it's all this dark space crap so mm-hmm. yeah that's space stuff space stuff so i i maybe you guys i don't know if you guys were taking notes necessarily but i literally wrote down dead island 2 like when this next thing came <laughs> up, and, like, cool. and like i had to sort of erase it and i was like if you're if you're if you didn't watch it they basically said hey the long-awaited sequel here we go and they 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 remade the Dead Island 2 sort of trailer from many, many years ago. That game, I guess, has just disappeared into the ether. But then it turned out to be a Goat Simulator 3 reveal, not 2, 3. And yeah, it was like, 2 does not exist, to be clear. Yeah, yeah right. So <laughs> they are just being They're having fun like, over there, quirky. Yeah. And no. I, you know what? I'm actually surprised it's taken this long for a game to do that. For a game to just sure, like yeah. skip a number as a mm-hmm. way of being funny. Um, maybe it's been done before, but I don't think so. And I'm, I'm after they did it, I was like, yeah, why hasn't anyone done that before? That's, uh, I don't I think, know. I think there might've been like a Wii, like a Wii budget game that just was two. Would they just call it two just to like trick consumers into thinking that's like, oh, well, if it's got a sequel, you know, it must be, it must be good. Mm. <laughs> Diabolical. But, uh, but yeah, I just watched this. This is the most confused I've ever been over a se- Well, the skipping of the number is is a, is a great gag, but the most confused I was ever been over a sequel is Goonies Two on a, the Nintendo I, Entertainment System. I was just about <laughs> to bring that one up. <laughs> I was like, "Where's the Goonies One?" That's I never could find it. 
Uh, Kelsey, was it like a Japan only thing or what happened there? Yeah, there is a Goonies, I believe, just a straight up Goonies in Japan. But yeah, it's a weird um, name. Like, again, it doesn't just do the Final Fantasy thing. It doesn't really matter what exists in Japan. People don't know about it. So, you know, for all we know, Final Fantasy 2 is Final Fantasy 2. You don't have to call it 4 and pretend that 2 and 3, you know, and then try to explain to people that 2 and 3 exist, but not here. And yeah. yeah I think in my kid brain, I thought, Maybe this is picks up the story where Goonies the movie left off. Mm. Like there's a Goonies two movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The the one thing I wanted to mention with this the Goat Simulator thing was like I was watching the trailer. I thought it was really funny that they were just wholesale using the Dead Island two trailer, which is I thought was hilarious. And I was really I paused and I was like, Are they allowed to do this? Like, is this like? Is this legally okay for them to just fully make that trailer and trick people into thinking? I mean, trick is a strong word. I mean, it was pretty clear what was going on. I mean, it's like, oh, wow, a worse looking version of Dead Island 2. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Once once the goats start showing up, I think you got a case for originality that, you know, yeah. that probably diverts it enough. It's the Par- goat parody clause. Parody laws or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. The goat clause is that yep. Yep. specifically? Okay. The goat yeah, that, parody. It, yeah, you can it, you can rip off anything as long as you do it with goats. With goats, that, yeah. <laughs> that is goat clause. There you go. Uh, Marvel Midnight Suns. They still haven't really shown gameplay. Uh, just sort of showing which characters are going to be in the game. You got Scary Hulk and Scary Venom. Yeah, and Spider-Man and that there. that was another one of just it was a completely cinematic CG trailer that absolutely told people nothing about what the genre is or what the what the gameplay what we already know the gameplay is or at least you know it if again like Kelsey said if you're clued in beforehand and you know what it is then you know that that wasn't indicative at all of what you're getting but I feel sorry for anyone who that was the first time they heard about it and thought hey there's you know some big 3D action game coming out with Marvel characters in it it looks action yeah uh, it's kind of surprising to see Spider-Man show up when it's, you know, he's so tied to Sony consoles where it seems like he's just going to be on every platform with this game, right? Yeah, it seems like he's hard to get, almost like a celebrity or something, right? Like, it took forever for him to show up in Avengers and that kind of thing, but I guess he's going to be here right at the beginning for this one. Uh, you know, Hey, shout out to Ben Reeves, friend of the show, off there doing That's stuff funny. on that game. Yeah. Uh, he probably voices Venom or something. I think that's what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds right. Uh, Cuphead has a date for the the delicious last course, June thirtieth. Uh, looks like more Cuphead, which is great. Looks looks very cool. Looks crazy. Um, Neon White has a release date now, coming up June sixteenth. That's like a, the multiplayer shooter that takes place in heaven and uses cards. Let's that see. one has so many keywords, like just hits all of the like very popular right now uh, concepts of games. You know, like card based and like, just though uh, it they. I wish I'd written it all down, but they showed like across the screen <laughs> one at a time, yeah. like all of the different phrases, and I was like, wow, that is a lot of uh, that's a lot of just concepts that are popular right now. So yeah, heaven, neon. You know, just can't get <laughs> enough of those things. Uh, yeah, Midnight Fight Express has the stuntman of God of War and a Destiny 2 co-writer. 
which is like a weird credits to call out. But I was like, sure, okay. Looks kind of yeah. like Hotline Miami. And then uh, let's see, Warframe. I don't think any of us are very excited about Warframe. Sorry, Warframe. Maybe yeah, that, that was. Are you, are you a huge Warframe fan? Who? Brian is it, Brian. You look like Me? a huge Warframe fan. Yeah. Uh, no, I've heard um, Mike Mahardy talk about it a lot on the yeah, Firescape. That's my my knowledge is when he kind of gets like he eyes roll back in his head and he's possessed by a Warframe demon and just like tells <laughs> you everything that's happening in the game. Uh, but yeah, it's it's good to get a peek into that world. So I'm sure he's very excited. For yeah. It. I, I cut you off, Jeff. Are you gonna say something? No. Uh, just that 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 was. The point in the show where we were very confused as to like, have we slipped into Day of the Devs, you know, or is have, have we transitioned away from the rest of the, you know, like the first half of the show, which was all the big announcements and it, it things cooled off a little during this section. Yeah, it ran a little long and I think was maybe a little just a little too much dev conversation that was, um, I don't know, it, I think this. The whole showcase probably could have been a little bit snappier. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's it's that it's that sort of tough thing where it's like, I mean, I'm not really like offended by seeing these games I've never heard. No, of, of course it's not. Like, but it's like I, for the benefit of the show and keeping it sort of condensed and more exciting, I think it would have benefited from that. But uh, yeah, and then um, Honkai Star Rail and Zenless Zone Zero are the the sort of the Genshin Impact developers games. Uh, which um, I, as I, my new role at GameSpot, where I'm like the mobile gaming editor, like Zenless Zone Zero is one that I'm like watching very closely and emailing. Are they both mobile as well as console? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I want to play Zenless Zone Zero a lot, and I was even bugging them to try to let me into the the beta, but they won't do it yet. Uh, mm. MNT Shredder's Revenge looks cool. Casey Jones is playable, coming out June 16th. A six-player mode. Yeah, in a beat. That looks like chaos. Yeah, love to see it. I can't wait. Has there ever? And it's coming out like in a few weeks. Like, yeah, there's been a there was a string of games where they're like, "Yep, it's coming out in June." Like, yeah, a lot of just like holding off that release date to the last second. But I am I'm here for it. I love to see uh, April Casey Jones in the mix with the turtles and uh, six player local and online. So like. If you have the controllers laying around, you can just go to town like the old school X Men arcade game. Yeah, I, I, six, like, I'm sure it's been done at some point, but it is one of those things where when they said that, I was like, has there ever been a six player <laughs> co op? You know, can I they do know. this? Are they allowed? Well, that they work, that it works on online okay. Cause that's, that's, it's yeah. such kind of Twitch in the brawler space. It's kind of a Twitch gameplay style, but I would really, uh, really anxious to try that one out yeah i'm excited for that one too i yeah. i'm not even the biggest like beat em up fan but like i i gotta give it up for like beat em up ninja turtles like that was i played the hell out of that arcade game. yeah uh super people looks like a hero shooter where people have superpowers interesting humankind is coming to consoles not one that i'm familiar with like there might as well have been an announcement for me i wasn't familiar with that game um one piece odyssey i don't know if i Jeff, I'm and Brian. I assume you don't care about One Piece. Kelsey, do you like One Piece? Do you? I I uh, respect my time too much to get involved with One Piece. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I I really love One Piece. I uh, my dog is named Luffy. I'm 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 excited for that game. Aww. I like 
I like a good. Um, that's what I want from games based on anime that I like is like single player RPGs. Yeah, it looked really good too. Like yeah, yeah. style it, stylistically it, and everything. It looks like it. It could be one of those games that kind of gets out of the anime space, kind of like um, the Dragon Ball game that came out a couple of years ago. I can't remember what it was oh, like called. Like the fighting game? The, no. The uh, Kakarot one? Right, yeah, yeah. Kakarot, yeah. 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 Where it's it like... It kind of follows the story. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't know a ton about the anime, but I like big open world games, and, and that one, One Piece, looked cool. Yeah, it so, is. Can you explain this, Kyle? This is oh. a two-decade old anime like they've been running running for a long time yeah i think they hit like a thousand episodes recently uh they're celebrating like a 10 year anniversary it's just like it's just a really long running anime that does that thing that anime does really well where it has a consistent story that has been progressing the whole time you know it's not like it's not like a bunch of spin-offs or standalone episodes it's just one really exceptionally long arc of stories as Luffy tries to become the Pirate King. And uh, just really hilarious and fun characters that you fall in love with very quickly. Now, uh, am I understanding that it's coming to a close soon? Is that true? Yes. it's The manga, I believe, is coming to a close soon. Um, and that's what the anime it. is based off of? Yes, yeah. The anime is like way, it. way, 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 way far behind the manga, right? Oh, yes. okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be insane. Like, I don't know how many... It, it, it has the potential to be like the longest running anime, maybe. There's I was looking it up recently randomly, but there are a couple like shows that have just aired forever in like little ten minute shorts that technically have more episodes mm. than One Piece. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's you should check it out, Kelsey. It's really breezy, you know. It's really you just kind of <laughs> watch a couple episodes and you're in. You're Kyle, do you read the manga or do you wait until it comes to the anime? Uh, I've I just watched the anime. I haven't read any of the manga, and I'm not caught up. Um, I've probably watched the first like 200 episodes. My wife, however, is caught up, and really loves it even more than I do. So I've watched a lot of it over her shoulder, and then I started it on my own, um, and have been really enjoying it. I'm still watching it. All right, Soul Hackers Two. We got to hear what it sounds like in English. Metal Not really, player. though. That yeah. was so weird. They were like, they were like, it's the reveal of the English voice cast. Now here are two entire lines. <laughs> yeah, like, I guess that's what? a good point. Huh? <laughs> that's all they've done so far. They're really busy over there, I assume. Is that a Shin Megami spinoff? It Soul is. It, I mean, okay. Soul Hackers is in general, but I didn't see it in the like. They didn't put it on the screen, which yeah. I thought was kind of weird. But yeah, it is in general. I guess that name just doesn't really mean much in America because it's just Persona is the, is sort yeah. of, the king, you know, and it's not, no one calls it Shin Megami Tensei Persona anymore. I mean, a ton of Shin Megami Tensei games that are not Persona have come out here. Right. So I feel like it's still worth saying, but what do I know? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they should just call it not Persona Soul Hackers 2. Or just call but it per- Persona Soul Hackers 2. <laughs> just like, screw it, why not? Uh, yeah, so Metal Hellsinger, uh, rhythm, sort of Doom-inspired shooter. It's going to have Surge Tankian from System of a Down, which is weird, but cool. Uh, the Quarry, that might, have been, might as well have been a commercial, because that's like, I, I think that launch trailer was premiered previously, and reviews are out for that game. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm, I know I'm kind of rushing a little bit now, but I want to get us through this episode, and there was a lot of stuff. Uh, it's a lot see. of announcements. Too. Yeah. It, it just, 
it was definitely like a quantity. I don't even want to say over quality because that's not super fair. It's just when you have that much quantity, it's hard for the quality things to like stick out as much. Yeah, I no, I agree. Yeah, um, yeah. I think when just putting the show together, he's like, I think he wants to include as many people as possible, and you know, for good or bad, it kind of can can bloat it out a little bit. Yeah, I think if if it's only like forty minutes, people are like, ah, oh, why do we even? stop our day to watch this. You rarely showed us anything. And if it's too long with games that not, I mean, not everyone's going to care about every game. So you really, it's, it's tough. It's tough to balance it out. Yeah. And not every company wants to give you all their best stuff to show on your show, especially if it's um, a Sony or a Microsoft or a Nintendo, like they got their own stuff. So yeah, it is an unenviable position to be in. Yeah, trying to balance that and and make it exciting. Although you said Nintendo, and we still have no news about <laughs> any sort of Nintendo Direct or like announcements from Nintendo for the you know E three quote unquote season, right? Like I didn't miss anything. Yeah. There's no. just no Nintendo stuff. That's so, so weird. Though when they finally do, they'll be like, "Yeah, it's going to be tomorrow." Yeah, <laughs> you know, and then everyone will be like, "Oh yes, okay, I'll be there." You know. Six a.m. Pacific time. Hope you're ready. Yeah, pretty soon. Just because, and I again, another unenviable position is like if this the longer they announce ahead of time, the more time it gives people to just you know shoot for the stars. At at some point, they're gonna announce it and be like, "This afternoon, we're gonna have a Nintendo Direct." (laughs) Like it's just gonna, it's not even gonna be like a get ready tomorrow kind of thing. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Nightingale looks like a creepy survival game with fantasy creatures. be ready to pick up your uh, your axe pick, Jeffem. I know you're excited about that, Hanson um, or Kyle. Sorry, I that was <laughs> I called that out too. It, it was like, <laughs> yeah, it was like axe pick. Do they mean pickaxe? Yeah, get excited about that axe pick. I guess I like I, that Hanson has replaced the host word in your brain. It's like uh-huh. find and replace. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take uh, more than uh, two weeks to undo that. All right. Oh uh, yeah. Um, I, I think the Saints Row thing was actually pretty cool where they released like just the player creator, just like put it out there. I, and a, I, I don't, they didn't so say cool. as much, they didn't say it specifically, but like you can take that character into the final game, right? Like that's, I assume yeah. okay. <laughs> it yeah, would be, that, it would be a terrible move if, if you couldn't, <laughs> I think it is so smart. And I think that yeah. more games should do this because the thing I hate the most is when I pick up a new game and I know that my first 45 minutes plus are going to be spent in the character creator and I really just want to play the game, mm-hmm. but I also don't want to just hit random and go. Um, so, like, if you give me the opportunity to front load that and do that ahead of time, like, not only am I going to be really thankful because I can just play the game as soon as it releases, but also, like, I don't know, I might spend some time just, like, making silly ones and then tweeting about it mm-hmm. and advertising your game for you through that. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I just think it's brilliant on so many levels, and more games should do that. I, yeah. I saw at least one just, like, perfect Shaggy from Scooby-Doo that someone had made. <laughs> Already? Like, yeah, Holy yeah. Cow. Like, and as and it's like that's that's going to be the next two weeks. It's just people yeah. sharing pictures of their crazy. Uh, so smart! Pictures. It's yeah, so it's, smart. I, hope I think I read somewhere that you can create up to six that you can import. So oh, yeah, cool. you can cool. like oh, I'll try to duplicate myself exactly, and then you can throw in, you know, a Power Ranger, and the, you know, yeah. like yeah. you can just get that whole mix of of kooky stuff going there. It's it's a great way to do it. Yeah, I think that's really smart. 
uh Warhammer 40,000 Darktide uh looks cool. It's it's uh it's the fo- it's not it's the follow-up to Vermintide. They didn't say equal specifically, but um it looks it's kind of like Left 4 Dead. That's like one of the sort of Left 4 Dead games that I feel like I feel like World War Z was uh well received and and uh Vermintide was well received and then a lot of the other ones were kind of like eh. So, so that's cool. Uh Layers of Fears plural, which is I guess the third Layers of Fear game. It's not Silent Hill. That was like one of the rumors going around a lot is that like there was a new Silent Hill from Team Bloober on the way or Bloober Team, excuse me. Let me get that right. Uh, yeah, they and then they called that one um psychedelic horror, I think. And it, yeah. it they a lot of the scenes that they showed of it were really strange and interesting, you know, imagery, which I appreciate. It's it's not just Hey, you're going around a creepy mansion and monsters are going to jump out of the dark. Like they, it looked, you know, like almost hallucinations or you're going to different worlds and stuff. And it, it, I, I appreciate a slightly different take on the horror genre like that. That's, that's one I'll be looking out for. The one, the one thing somewhere that it was like maybe a reimagining of the first two games with like some new stuff mixed in and obviously the fancy unreal engine five graphics. So not so much a sequel, maybe, as much as, like, borderline remake? Hmm. Yeah, I don't have the full details. Did you guys, did anyone play, like, the other, the the, the Layers of Fear games? No, I played mm-hmm. the Medium a little yeah, bit. And I, the thing about Bloober Team, oh, I also played um, Blair Witch in VR a little, uh, which I thought was cool, uh, which I thought was okay. Um, Bloober Team... I just I'm waiting for them to have their big, really exciting runaway hit. I feel like they're gonna have it eventually, um, but I just, it hasn't happened yet. Cause like they they seem they they know exactly. I feel like they have a good idea of what they want to do, right? Like they have a really good sort of like idea, but not none of the games they made have really fully executed on it yet. Um, was it Observer is supposed to be pretty good? But I haven't. I only played that one for a few minutes, so I'm. I, I don't know. We'll see if maybe this there, something is going to hit big for them at some point. I just don't know what it is. If they're one of the first Unreal Five games to come out, that might give them enough of a spotlight, especially if Epic's the Epic Store is like, ah, we'll give you guys good placement up at the top, and I don't know. Yeah, could be. Might be a good shot. Yeah. Uh. So and then. Uh, Gotham Knights was shown a little bit, just like a new, some new footage of Nightwing. I'm really excited for Gotham Knights. I'm actually, I'm more excited for Gotham Knights than Suicide Squad. Uh, just cause I like the sort of, I like playing, I like the idea of playing with the Batman family more than I like playing as the Suicide Squad. But, uh, but we'll see. I don't know. October 25th. And then the big, the big thing to talk about is, is The Last of Us. That was, that was the, the, the last thing. And, uh, it, it was leaked. It was fully leaked this morning. Uh, it showed up on the PlayStation Store. It was funny because the the temporary text was still describing Spider Man, so someone must have been like oh, filling funny. out the store and like hit publish by accident before they had swapped out all the text. Oof. And 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 so that that leaked the you know the store listing, and then the the trailer fully leaked too. And... So here's here's how it happened in the summer game fest though, which is what was insane to me is. Not everyone was on Twitter this morning before, like, before watching this. They didn't get into any of that. They didn't explain, like, what the leak was or what had happened or what they were talking about. Are you talking about they Naughty just, Dog or Sony specifically or Summer Game uh, Fest? Like, the 
everyone involved on stage at that time. Right. Okay. Neil Druckmann. Like, yeah, like Neil Druckmann and, and Jeff Keighley and everything. They basically just started reacting to the fact that it had leaked without providing anyone any context to what the heck they were talking about. And I thought that was so bizarre. I'm like, I was on the internet this morning and I saw this happen and this is still confusing to me. Right. So thank you for front loading that. that, that, that leaked, sure. They did not do that. Yeah. I mean, the, the big headline was just that it's like, it was it had been rumored for a while, Last of Us 1 remake is happening. It's coming in September. Like all a hundred percent of the details were leaked a couple hours before the show went live, and they've they've renamed it Star Wars, you know, New Hope style. It's called The Last of Us Part One now. It's like okay, cool, <laughs> all right, sure, um, and uh, yeah, I I love The Last of Us. I think it's a fantastic game. I'm I'm not eager to replay it now. It just feels so quick to do a remake. I don't know how you guys feel. Yeah, I I'm... think this is a fully a fully a product of the show is coming. We have a brand new PS5, and we have a team that needs something to do from top to bottom. So it was just like this perfect storm of like, eh, let's just redo it. This is the story we're telling in season one of Last of Us. Um, you know, I didn't even connect those dots. That's a good point. Like, I yeah, I think they they were kind of coy about when the show's going to debut, but. That'd be insane if it didn't debut somewhere close to the September game launch. You'd think at the same same day would be like perfect media synergy. But even if they had the game come out and then the show was like a month or two later, like that would still be a perfect pairing, right? Yeah, I mean yeah. that rationale makes sense to me at least. But I think just from from the consumer perspective, I think at least most people are reacting in kind of the same way. That's like, but we don't need that why mm -hmm. you know, we we just played this yeah but yeah you know brian you're totally right because like the sort of venn diagram of you know gamers and hbo viewers it, it the overlap isn't that big so like if someone really gets into the last of Us show and they see the last of us on a store shelf like that's you're, you're very smart brian is what i'm trying to say good job oh thanks yeah i think you watch the show and then you're like oh this is this is a video game too like You're okay, right. sh yeah. should I go in the store and like buy the old PS3 copy? Oh no, no. Oh, there was a PS4, which I can kind of play. But, oh wait, there's this fancy new one. Ooh, let's do that. I don't know. Ooh. It's a, a a remaster then a remake is pretty unprecedented, but I I guess I can see why they did it. Yeah. Um, and they also they confirmed that they're working on multiple projects, which is interesting. Um, the multiplayer game sounds like it. To me, the way they were talking about it, it sounds like it's just going to be a new Last of Us game. Like, maybe Last of Us with a subtitle. But it, they said it's going to have, like, a full story. Uh, there's, like, new characters. I think it takes place in New York, right? Based on the concept. They showed one piece of concept art, and it was it was New York, wasn't it? No one's was sure. It, okay. Was it... I, I don't remember, but I thought I heard someone mention San Francisco. Was okay. Maybe it was San Francisco. Okay, there was a big bridge in the background, which I guess was probably the Golden Gate, but I wasn't. I wasn't sure. They it was, they were weirdly coy about it. They're like, "Here's some concept art. It's in a new place. Maybe people online have already figured it out." It's like you guys can just say, <laughs> "It doesn't have to be a puzzle box or anything." Um, but I don't know. I think that's kind of cool. Like, I'm curious what that is. If it's like going to be a paid product, is it like a sixty dollar game, seventy dollar game that you buy at the store? The Last of Us multiplayer game. I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, this is um, good because Last of Us 2 came out and there were a lot of the the multiplayer fans who were like, whoa, why doesn't this have multiplayer? We're used to this with, you know, Uncharted and... Yeah, the Leo Vaders of the world were, yeah. were disappointed. Which, you know, Last of Us 2 was so much game. Like, I can't imagine them trying to, like, simultaneously develop a compelling multiplayer component, so... Yeah. It's it's going to be better for everyone, I think, when they're fully focused on multiplayer. And that's what we get, too, because I'm sure they'll wrap up Last of Us Remake, go straight, bring everyone over to this multiplayer project, and um, they just got it all all going. But I'll figure it out. I guess Neil was like, oh, yeah, we have uh, several... Pro- we, have, we can do several more projects at a time now at Naughty Dog. Like he was talking about a new a new era or something. Yeah, Last of Us Two sold ten million copies. Apparently, he said so. They're probably they're probably doing pretty well over there. I liked I liked the uh, the I guess you could call it joke where he was like, "All right, we have some actors from the show," and you just assume it was going to be uh, the you know the two stars of the show, and it was Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson confirming that they are going to be in the show at some capacity, uh, more than a cameo. A real character, they called it, um, or real characters, plural, um, which is like they're not stunt doubles for each other. <laughs> yeah, that that really. would be pretty. That would be pretty good. Yeah, which is like I like to see that. I, hopefully, it's not too distracting. You know, if I'm watching it with someone, I, I am gonna have to resist the urge to be like, "Hey, that he played Joel on the, the for in the game. That guy <laughs> right there." You know, but it sounds like it sounds. I don't know the way they talked about it. It seemed like it was kind of a small. A small role, maybe they're in one episode for an extended period of time or something. But I thought it was cool. It's it's nice I, to see them in there. I thought it was funny too the way Jeff Keeley reacted to it. I like wasn't sure if he was genuinely surprised and thought the real like the the actors for Joel and Ellie were like the ones who were supposed to be there or something. Really? It was Pedro Pascal. It, it took me a second to be like, I think this is a bit. I think I think he's just doing yeah. a bit, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see some other things for the remake. Um, there, it's all the old performances. You know, they didn't re-record dialogue or redo any motion capture. Um, it's going to be 60 FPS, and the AI has been redone for enemies. I'm curious if anything else is going to be changed or tweaked, or if that's that's about it. It's just visuals and AI and the frame rate. Like, I don't know if they would adjust the story at all or change anything. I'm not sure. Yeah, that'd be interesting if they did try that. Just in light of like two existing, if they just wanted to tweak a little smooth, a little stuff here and there out, but I don't yeah. know. It fit together pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know the the side by side shots looked, looked pretty nice. I was like, I, I remember think looking back and thinking that the, the remaster looked pretty good, but then when they show the new screens, I'm just like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That looks like crap now. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Those side by sides, like, they both looked good is the problem, right? It's like it wasn't it wasn't this huge leap in technology to me, but I was like, it, oh, yeah. they almost just look a little different to me, like stylistically different as opposed to like one being clearly much better than the other. Um yeah. I mean you can you can tell obviously that the new one is better, but it's not like it's not such a big leap that I'm like, oh, this is a you know, super nice version of that. It's almost like these are two different takes on the same thing right if yeah. that makes sense yeah yeah kind of like uh was it the gta trilogy <laughs> where it's some characters look a lot different than their original version right 
Right, yeah. The main characters looked better. All the NPCs like <laughs> didn't look that much better, you know. I don't want to compare anything to those remakes. That's Jeff <laughs> <laughs> yeah, loves those games. He wouldn't shut up about them last year. I enjoyed them. I played on the Switch, <laughs> so I, I my expectations were properly set for what we got. <laughs> I, think I did. They've, uh, they've been doing a lot of work on them still, right? Are they? They're still. I think so. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't checked it out. There were two sort of closing things that really like made me raise an eyebrow. One was um, Keeley saying, you know, hey, Druckman, you're working on a new project? And he was like, yeah, but I'm not ready to talk about it. And then there was just a real quick dig in there where he was like, hey, if Sony leaks it, maybe we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Ooh. oh, boy, <laughs> Druckman is he's I bet he's pissed. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't yeah. really seem like, like he seemed like he was doing the show out of pure obligation and with like no joy to it at that and i get it like that's I, yeah, probably I, pretty I mean, gutting to yeah i mean be excited to reveal too, this thing yeah I mean, totally. this, was, this was the big last thing and it was it was it was leaked like fully leaked before the thing started and there's probably it was sony right i mean you can point to someone at someone hit the wrong button on the store and just shattered neil Druckmann's whole world and he just like he said, he they feel cursed after sort of the Last of Us two leaks and stuff like yeah. that. It's gotta be frustrating. I'm I'm sure, but at at the same time, it's like maybe it's time to log off of social media for a while and like resituate yourself because they could have just come out and done it like it was a normal announcement. And as Kelsey said, like all the people who weren't on Twitter that morning were still going to be surprised by what they saw. I I. It, it felt like a very weird approach to it of to, you know, like almost this meta approach of like, oh, we got to acknowledge that all this was out there. And, you know, we have nothing valuable to share anymore because people have seen it all. It's like, I didn't see it. I'm sure a lot of people, you know, yeah weren't logged in, aren't, you know, always plugged in. You can you can just do the show and have, you know, smile while you're showing off your game for the first time. Yeah. I mean, were you surprised by it, Jeff? Um, right before we, we started recording, someone, someone mentioned that, like, that the uh, Last of Us remake leaked or whatever. And, and so I, that was about all I knew. But yes, I was very confused during that entire segment of like, just tell me what it is. (laughs) It says the Last of Us behind you. Like, why, why are you guys talking so much, so much more about the leak and not just saying, Hey, it's a from the ground up thing for the PS5, you know, like, just give us the spiel. Yeah, I guess I could have just started with the trailer because all that stuff was in the trailer. But uh, the other, the sort of other eyebrow raiser for me was because I guess it was yesterday, maybe E3 uh, said, you know, we'll be back next year. And then for uh, right at the end, Keeley said for Summer Game Fest, we'll be back and in person next year, which maybe I'm reading too much into it, but just felt like just like the slightest kind of dig of like, oh, you're going to do E3 again? I'm, I'm going to do this again, you know? Like I said, maybe I'm just reading too much into it. Yeah, we'll see if the e- we'll see if E3 comes back next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. Well, yeah, that's won't hold our breath from that. For that, um, do you guys quickly want to talk about? There was uh, two non-Summer Game Fest things. Uh, Kelsey, tell me about trying to buy Xenoblade Chronicles Three Special Edition. <laughs> I tried and failed. So, it, I didn't yeah. even get close. So Nintendo was doing a Nintendo store exclusive by which i mean like you need to be logged into your my nintendo account kind of like buying the um 
like the Super Nintendo controllers for Switch Online or whatever. You had to be logged in to purchase this special edition of Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Um, it's one of my favorite series. I'm very excited for this game. And, uh, you know, Nintendo is just not... They're not technologically set up for doing stuff like this. So their site just immediately crashed. And for hours and hours, um, no one was able to get any through. The website was just kind of going up and down. And throughout all of this, the really frustrating part to me, because I, I get it to an extent that like you just might not be anticipating the traffic and things are breaking or whatever. Um, I was at this off and on while I was working for nine hours yesterday and <laughs> without any update from nintendo like they at the beginning they were like oh some people are experiencing problems sorry hang tight but and that's all we people, got of course it was literally everybody. it was literally everybody um and then i mean it was it was all day until we got any communication that was just like uh we're gonna just do this again some other time and it's like <laughs> luckily i'm already at my computer all day and it could have just been kind of tabbing over and refreshing but i knew a lot of people that were like you know taking their breaks uh, their, their lunch breaks and trying to do it and like people took real time out of their day to get the stupid thing with no communication uh, it's just it was it's real disappointing yeah um and it's just a, I don't know, a couple of people, it sounds like, were able to get theirs through. If you oh, were okay. able to add it to your cart early on in the day, then or, there was or, like some weird workarounds yeah. later in the day where you could actually get through to your cart. Um, but yeah, it so seems like not a whole lot of people got through. Wario64 shared that if you, if you search for it and then the autofill showed it, you could add it to your, your favorites list. I tried could, all of the tricks. I couldn't get any of that work. None of that. <laughs> yeah, I tried every trick, and I tried it in three different browsers, and uh, no dice. So that was that was bad. I mean, Nintendo's pretty bad at handling rollouts of uh, popular products like that. That was uh, that was no exception. Yeah. Uh, Brian, can you tell me a little bit about the Vampire Survivors update? I haven't had a I haven't been able to touch it yet, but I think it released this morning. Yeah. Yeah, it just went live today. Uh, there's a little bit short beta period, but I fiddled around with it a little bit, and God, the game just keeps keeps getting better and better. Um, you know, new weapons, uh, characters. And that's the thing is, there's there's the kind of list of objectives and achievements of like cool stuff you can play around with, new level, um, and then even after you kind of get through some of that, there's always the like little like the secret characters and the secret stuff you can you can do. That's just another layer to dive into, and even if you've, you know, played everything before, they just update it so frequently that just when you get out, they just keep pulling you back in, <laughs> and everything just works so well with you know the characters and and the balance that's already there, or <laughs> imbalance if you tweak it a certain way. Um, I cannot speak well enough about. Uh, Vampire Survivors overall and the new update is great. Um, they... and I can't wait to play it more. But I, I also I know people are sensitive to kind of s spoiling new new uh, things to play in that game. So you know I don't want to get get too in depth. Did they update like the animation on the characters or something? Or did I was I I saw I thought I saw a tweet about that or something, but maybe I just misread it. Does that did the characters look different? Like even the standard characters that you typically use. 
yeah, I think they did some some tweaks on different sprites. Um, you know, I know like the the look of the knives. I'm like, oh, the icon for that is different. You know, like you just notice things here and there. And like, part of you thinks like, am I going crazy? Did I? <laughs> Was it always like this? And then you're like, no, no, the knives had this thing on them. And you know, like, um, and I think some of the characters were were tweaked a little bit as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of across the board, all kinds of of fun new stuff to play around with and discover. Cool. Yeah, I, I I'll look at that tonight. I, I'm excited. I am totally that's like the perfect Steam Deck game. That's like my Steam Deck is a vampire survivor's machine at this point. So I'm excited to check that out. Hey, Jeff Markiafava, do you know how this whole thing operates even when Ben's lost in the woods? Uh by supporters on patreon.com slash minmax, of course. Oh my gosh. You nailed it, man. You totally nailed it. And this week, we are supported by I Am 8-Bit. Uh, they've been longtime supporters of MinMax, which is fantastic. We always appreciate that. Uh, they have Dust Biters, the second edition, which is a quick and furious tabletop card game. Ben Hansen loves that game. He won't shut up about it. And they have, uh, so they have the second edition. Comes with full-color premium 21-card deck and a deluxe box, which is nice. Um, and it uh, the game is developed by video game industry vet- veterans Jen Willem Nijman, Terry Velman, and Robbie Frazier. And this is a quote from Ben Hansen. Uh, he said, Dust Spiders is my favorite two-player tabletop game. Hand to God, somebody at my wedding came up to me and thanked me so much for recommending it because it rules. That's, that's nice. a quote that Ben Hansen sent me to share. And then Tim Schafer said about it, the founder of Double Fine Productions, I didn't make this game, but I played it and I love it. So I don't know what else I need to tell you here. Of course, uh, if you, we have a promo code at imapit.com. You get 10% off everything under a hundred bucks. That promo code is Junebug, no spaces, J-U-N-E-B-U-G. And as you guys know, we are going to read a bunch of questions and you guys are going to help me pick a question of the week. It's very important. I went through this spiel last week. I know we always pay lip service to Hanson and we're like, yeah, yeah, we'll help you with that. You're actually really, truly okay. going to help me with this because it's, I'm new to this. this. is only the second we'll time. We'll do the work. This. We'll do the work with you, Kyle. We yes. won't just leave it like we always <laughs> do with Hanson. Leave it entirely up to me. <laughs> uh, but if you, if you win question of the week, you get a vinyl of the Tell Me Why soundtrack. So there you go. All right, guys, let's get to it. Community questions. Oh, man. Summer Game Fest. You guys feeling it? It was good, right? (laughs) (laughs) Great. I'm just trying to take a breath. I feel like I'm going very fast. The big rundown. Just ask us a very deep question. You'll get a little bit of a break. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I listen to this podcast and all podcasts at like 1.25 or 1.5 speed. So everyone sounds really slow to me every time I'm actually on the show. You should listen to it slower (laughs) so that we all sound a little (laughs) drunk. That's the trick. Makes it funnier. Okay, let's see. From Ben Shively here, what are some games that you would most want to have a true director's cut of, including cut content, commentary, and behind the scenes on the development? I'd have to pick Bioshock Infinite to see the original version Ken Levine had. Yeah, any director's cuts of games that you want? Not like a Death Stranding director's cut that just adds content, but like, you know, shows the development, maybe commentaries, stuff like that. I, I would love 
It would it'll never happen in a million years. But I would love to see some of that stuff for like a play dead game, like uh inside or limbo. Like just like how that development process came together, how it worked, but they'll they'll never share that. Those those are all industry secrets that they'll all die with. <laughs> I think I would go with uh I don't know. The first thing that jumped to mind to me was Super Metroid, and I think I got the idea from uh, Metroid like Zero Mission because they had that whole like extra add-on Zero Suit Samus part for the first Metroid game, and I would love to see if there was like a scrapped planet or boss and just have a whole new branch of the game, or you know, add on to the end like they did, and then obviously like getting all the inspiration for how they came up with with everything and. Uh, the music and sound design it would be it'd be awesome i think oh, we're so just so starved for right. nintendo stuff in general like it's not none of it will ever happen but it would and <laughs> no, like a director's cut that. of pretty much any nintendo game would be fascinating um i think one one that like definitely has interesting stories to it which we know because of like prototypes that have uh you know been found is pokemon gold and silver um, right. Yeah. And we know we also know that like, you know, the story of Awada kind of jumping in and, and saving the day and uh being able to kind of maximize the the space on the cartridge and fitting in even more stuff into it. And there's like a ton of scrapped Pokemon and just all kinds of weird stuff went into the development of those two games. So I think that one is uh like we know there's interesting stories there. It would be cool to to get some of that. Yeah, that's a good one because a little bit of that stuff is out there, which makes that one. Yeah. I, it's a bit of a, a lame answer considering I am no one will shut up about Elden Ring, but I feel like Elden Ring would be an interesting one because we know that there's been content cut from it and we know that there have been YouTube videos showing them like, oh, this boss was actually, you know, like kind of a remix of a, bo- of a boss that was like never used in Dark Souls 3 and they, you know... It was kind of buried in the code, but it never got used in that game. And they took it out and put it in this one. That that kind of stuff would be interesting. But it, and I suspect it might also be a little uh, disillusioning to hear Miyazaki talk about it and be like, yeah, I don't know. You know, like I we want to make this part extra harder, you know, like I, I bet a lot of that is probably they've made so many of those games that it would probably just be like. Yeah, I don't. We had like a thousand different enemy designs here, so we put this one in there. Whatever, you know, like probably like it's probably just old like hat how, for them. I like how your Miyazaki is very flippant about making video games. Yeah, well, like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. We draw some monsters. We throw them in there. We make it work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think before, uh, okay. before we go too far, it wasn't oh, Knights of the Old Republic too famously like had a lot of stuff cut out of it. Yeah, I mean, supposedly, like, it it didn't have the ending, and then fans went and, like, partially restored it? I think that's what they were Mm. working on or something like that. It'd be cool to get, like, an official restoration of that. I guess if they're remaking Kodor 1, maybe if if that does well, like, they can give Kodor 2 its due. Yeah, I think that came out on, like, Switch today, maybe even, or this week, or it's coming very soon, but KOTOR 2, that would have been a great opportunity to restore some of that stuff, but I, I know it's not that simple to just, <laughs> hey, well, let's the... throw in all that stuff we cut out. Oh, yeah, well, the KOTOR Switch is, like, a direct port of the original game, but there's there's a fancy remake of KOTOR 1, right? Coming? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. What, but I'm saying KOTOR 2, specifically, I think, oh, came out okay. this week. Yeah, sure, but it's sure, just sure. a port of the original version. No no added contact. And as far as I'm aware, maybe there's, I don't know. Uh, Chris Logan says, hello, 
nuts. So that he wrote. Congrats on running the asylum. Here's the good news. You have access to any video game you desire free of charge. The bad news. You must choose between every game that's ever been released up through today or every game that will be released after today. Once you choose a category, you will never be able to play a game in the other group. Which do you choose? Well, here's the thing, Kyle. A uh, very easy answer for me. Are, are we counting? Do remasters and remakes exist in this future group? Ooh, I'm gonna say no. For the purpose okay. of this, would you rather? I'm gonna say no. I still pick Trying to all find future a games. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. future games. They're like 100. percent <laughs> I don't know, babe. I don't know. I I think I might be boring and in the minority, but like I know that I'm super behind on hundreds of games that are probably incredible that I would you know would love to go back and play and have time to play. Yeah, and, I mean uh, you, technically the future's uncertain. You you could <laughs> that that is true. Right? We could all die tomorrow. <laughs> well like and they could every video game release from here on out could be terrible. We have no proof that's not the case. It is possible. And you could definitely It's not very unlikely, but you, you know. Yeah, you could play video games for the rest of your life just from all the games that are already out that you haven't played before. So, Yeah, but like you'd play God of War, the 2018 version. You never get to see what happens. That's it. That's all you get. Sorry. Oh, no, I only have like 100,000 other video games. To play. <laughs> yeah. I just I just I'm too interested in the sort of future innovations and what future video games look like too much to. To not be able to see that. That's yeah, but insane. wouldn't it be terrible, Kyle, if we both did the Thanos snap and then we realized, wow, like all future games are just free to play metaverse trash, like Fortnite no. crossover. Even, what what if we snap our fingers, Kyle, and it's just Fortnite at that point? We'll know we're headed for a dark future. I guess that's, you know, I didn't think it's, this through. It's a we tough were, question. And we didn't really get, you know, we get, to look at part of these questions ahead of time so i was going in went into it like okay here's my plan i'm going because you get do you get them all for free is that what the thing is yes that's part of it yeah free of charge okay. so i'm gonna i was originally gonna say like okay i'm going to uh just do the future games because um i don't know if i read it wrong or something but i was like it was more of a finance question because I was like, oh, I can just play everything new that ever comes out. It's going to be awesome. And then the older games get, the cheaper they get until, you know, they get to a certain age, uh, Kelsey, when they're kind of across your across your desk, when they become like revaluable again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when but, they're, but, old enough, they're that old enough and rare enough. But we're in an asylum, so I don't think money's an object. Anyway, right. You said something about an asylum. No, that was just a greeting. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I I, yeah. I totally uh, misread the preview of the question, and that was my incorrect answer that disregards all the the current rules that came up. Oh, well, I, I'm sorry. I'll 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 take uh, the blame for that. I, I'm sorry. So what did I what did I wrote? Oh, I said, do you want every game that has ever existed or every game that will exist? Which I guess is kind of different than the full question from Chris Logan. So, sorry, Brian. Yeah, I guess on the flip side, if you took every game that ever existed, then you could sell them, sell some of the <laughs> really choice stuff, 
and really I didn't, make I didn't know we were yeah. factoring yeah. in resales here. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a whole different angle. This is, yeah, I was if, we're, if we're just talking about putting them in my store, like I'll take every game that's ever existed because I can yeah, sell those right point. now. That's yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can auction them, you know, millions millions for and they would all be complete in box perfect yeah are they all sealed <laughs> wait we know so, all these games are arriving brand new hold on a minute so <laughs> totally so different question when we say all games in the future that are coming up do we get them all at once or we do we have to wait for each one to come out i Ooh. i was assuming like you turn on your yep, magic yeah. console and it would have every game from the future that's for how like you, thousands Chris, Chris of Logan, years. You gotta write back in and clarify some of these questions <laughs> that we have. Uh, I'm too of dumb to comprehend. I just assumed it would be. My perception was that it was like you can either have access to all the games, you know, from yesterday or from tomorrow forward, and it would be like normal release schedule. Oh, know, so not, I gotta wait. I I gotta just play like the crap that comes out on Steam until a big game comes out. Yeah, so like tomorrow for like the next two weeks would be rough, Ugh. you know, until some big new game comes out. <laughs> you know, I would I would have to play a lot of Shredder's Revenge, I think. Yeah, that's yeah, coming so out soon. Yeah, that's, yeah, so you'd have to hold out for Shredder's Revenge, and then you could just keep playing that for a while. Yeah. Okay. Aaron Hurd asks, "I'm hearing a lot of people refer to the next Dragon Age as Dragon Age Four, or the next Mass Effect as Mass Effect Five. Am I crazy for thinking that they would be called Dragon Age 3 and Mass Effect 4 if their title had a number? In my mind, you can't have Mass Effect 5 until there is a game called Mass Effect 4, even though Andromeda was the fourth game in the series, and similarly enough, even though Dragon Age Inquisition was the third in the series. It seems too weird to skip a number. Please discuss whether I am a weirdo. Well, I think it, it's, it only matters if they're spinoffs. I mean, I agree that the naming conventions suck i mean we just we just had goat simulator 3 announced with no goat simulator 2 that changed all the rules I that mean, changed honestly. all the rules but i i feel like like if you think andromeda is a spin-off which it's not right it is like a mainline <sighs> mass effect or is it a spin-off i think you can make a retroactive argument that it's a spin-off right like if it had been a hit okay they would have been like no mainline. <laughs> but now that it wasn't they can kind of be like oh we don't we don't talk about andromeda it's fine but I mean, I, I, it fits into the canon, right? Like it is canonical uh, to after taking place after Mass Effect 3. It just doesn't interact with that main storyline at all. Then it's four. I mean, I yeah. wouldn't call the next one five at that well, point. I think that's the question. Does if Would it be weird if the next Mass Effect, you know, oh. was just called Mass Effect 5? Yeah, that would be call weird. It four? They should call it four? No, they shouldn't call it four. They should just stop using numbers. They've, they've already thrown out the number thing. Right. The Assassin's Creed approach. Yeah. They're done with numbers. Yeah, they had yeah. to be done with numbers. But man, yeah. What is the market? Like, what's the better marketing? Like, massive, if they wanted to put a number on there, I, I feel like it should be called four, but it, it shouldn't be. <laughs> I don't know. It, it does feel weird. I don't know. Yeah. I, my guess is they would do like Mass Effect, um, uh, Space Lords. And then the next one would be Mass Effect Space Lords 2. And then, so it'd be like a new trilogy. So you'd start the numbers over again. Because it seems like they're, if it's been long enough, companies just want to start over. You know, like God of War 2018 was just this, that, so maybe they'll even just start over with just Mass Effect by itself. Uh, I hate this trend. Yeah. It's confusing as this heck. This has to stop. By the it's way, the Modern uh, Warfare Brian, 2 I, thing again. Yeah. 
I, I, I hate to be the one to deliver this news, Brian, but there is a game called Space Lords from uh, from the creators of Castlevania Lords of Shadow, uh, Mercury Steam. They have a game called Space Lords. <laughs> <laughs> Space Lords of Shadow? <laughs> no. Oh, I, oh my God. I have never connected those dots. That's so funny. You're so smart, <laughs> Brian. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, here's an important question that Ben Hansen asks us a lot, but now we can answer it without him around. Um, is Ben Hansen nuts? That depends on how much We're work he's doing on his say. honeymoon right now. <laughs> you guys put thumbs on this one. I was like, I'm going to avoid it. <laughs> the, the thing, Ben Hansen, maybe this is the first time you're listening to this podcast. Ben Hansen often asks the question, am I nuts? Like all the time. He's like, if, if when we all, he'll ask a question and we all sit there with a big pregnant pause and we don't say anything. He goes, he's like Michael Keaton in Batman. He's like, am I nuts? It's, it's <laughs> yes. the answer is yes. followed by am I nuts? Yeah. yeah. But usually his opinions are yeah. not nuts. So I don't. But, it, is but it if you continue asking that you're if you're nuts when you. Yeah, like I, I, I feel like there's a benign opinions. I, I feel like there's a threshold where if you've asked, am I nuts that many times? <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Hanson's over that threshold, whatever the number I'm starting is. to believe oh, yeah, he might exactly. be. Oh, yes. <laughs> that, was, that was Victor Pham asking that very. Long. I don't know if I if I attributed it correctly. Alan Long asks, what open world has the best activities? Do you enjoy playing cards in Red Dead Redemption? Uh, playing Gwent in The Witcher? Tennis in GTA V? Yakuza. Mm, that's a good answer. Yeah, It's a great answer. A lot of variety there. I remember disliking a lot of Spider-Man stuff. The, but the I did recent like... one? Insomniac one? Yeah, but I yeah. did... I sure enjoyed all the benefits it provided and mm. upgrades. Yeah, gosh. Is there, yeah, are there any open world activities that are like more fun to just, you know, to do them on their own without reward? Or is it, does there have to be some kind of reward? You know, I know they get a lot of crap, but I like going to towers and climbing up on them and seeing more of the map. Yeah, I I, I've never, I was always kind of surprised by that negativity i guess because you do it a lot in ubisoft games so it's like yeah frequent but like far cry 3 i i always was excited to come across a tower and get to the top of it i uh, like seeing that new chunk of the map i mean what's the, the alternative is you just see the whole map from the start or yeah i don't know, I don't know. climbing good more climbing i don't know we don't dislike it all right i think uh, i think kelsey had the right answer though i think it's yakuza Yakuza. Yeah, I'm I'm crazy. obligated to say Yakuza because every time I play a Yakuza game, I get to the Mahjong and then I just play Mahjong until I stop playing the Yakuza game. And so <laughs> just never I don't know what those rules are and how the game works. <laughs> it, they, the, that's part of the reason I like it, because they actually do a better job of explaining how to play Mahjong and like giving you the list of all the different ways to score than most like there aren't a lot of if you try and find mahjong video games it's always like the solitaire matching one that moms play mm. and this is this is one of like the best versions of you can play against ai opponents and kind of learn the rules if you don't know it so cool i'm surprised they put so much effort into it but mm -hmm. it seems like they take a lot of care into yeah. everything that goes into those games well that i mean that's why it's 
I mean, for Kelsey, that's why it's such a good answer because like all the mini the mini games in Yakuza are pretty fleshed out and interesting. Okay, this is a this is a good question for you know after having just watched Summer Game Fest. Joel Halaska asks, "What do you guys think about lengthy five to ten minute gameplay demos during E three style showcases?" I'm talking about where you have a string of two or three minute trailers and the whole show stops so you can watch someone play a portion of a game uninterrupted for a period of time. Do you prefer the mid-show deep dives or would you rather maintain a snappy series of trailers and save deep dives for separate videos or things like Nintendo Treehouse Live segments? I'm snappy all the way. Yeah. Like, I, I can later decide if I am interested in learning more about a game, but it's it just... it. This is going to sound negative, but it's like it's almost presumptuous to be like, yeah, you're going to want to see this. You're going to want right. to see 10 minutes of this. I'm like, well, it might just not be my kind of game and I want to see what else is coming up. Come on. Like, I can look at this later. I mean, yeah, as, as impressed as I was with how good Call of Duty looked at the uh, Summer Game Fest, I was like, we, we could have stopped this like eight minutes ago. It would have been I would have gotten the same amount of joy and interest out of it. So, yeah. I'm yeah. Like I said, we ended up talking about the title of Modern Warfare for a long time during that demo. And, like, the chat exploded just talking about all the different puns they could come up with for Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare Too Many, whatever. Um, so I think shorter is better, but I would add a reservation for Uncharted and Last of Us games. I always like those. Those demos always blow my socks off. So, okay. yeah. yeah. I'm always torn because I don't. Especially, well, if I have to report on a game, like back in the day when I was a game informer, uh, I like having those extra details. But, you know, it's also nice to go to, to a separate appointment and see a longer thing, be able to write that up. But now, on the other side, if it's a game I know I'm going to like, I don't want to see a level or a mm -hmm. chunk and see what happens. Because, like, I'm going to I want to play that. I just want to see that see it fresh. That's I true. saw a lot of a lot of Last of Us two stuff I stayed away from somehow for especially after all the leaks and everything I was really happy to be able to just play that really fresh and not know a lot of things that were going to happen which I don't know how I dodged all those bullets but it was it was fun to do and that's yeah. how I like it and <laughs> that's how Brian likes it <laughs> I feel like with trailers if you jump around enough you're going to forget the overall vibe yeah um, but there's some bad trailers out there for even like movies where I just feel like that ambulance movie, I feel like I just know the entire plot of this movie. I don't need to see it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's yeah, I don't I'm I'm with it. I don't like that either. Whereas if you guys have seen the trailer for Nope, it's like I have no idea what's going on in that movie at all, and that's great. Yeah, there's the new a, the new Jordan Peele. Yeah, there's a new trailer today that I actually was like, you know, I don't think I'm gonna watch that new one. I think I'm good. I think I'm just gonna stick with those terrifying first two or whatever, the one or two that were creepy and weird that movie looks interesting yeah all right let's see sam kennedy hello all uh i was recently listening to an episode of the video game history hour about the neo geo and the consensus was that it was the rich kid console of that generation it seemed only the very wealthy kids had one when you were growing up what was the rich kid console uh i had a neighbor who had a 3do which Whoa. was like, which was kind of mind blowing, but none of the games were very good. <laughs> it's like we ended up just playing Mario Kart and stuff. But he had a system that you could throw a disc in there, and like, 
I remember it had he had like a demo disc that had like a five minute sec like five minutes of an episode of Batman the animated series. It was like pre DVD, you know, and we we're just like blown away by that. But they were like, "Wow!" All right, let's go back to Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, well, that that's kind of the thing, right? Because like the rich kids can get those superfluous consoles, like the Jaguar or whatever that that they just didn't make a lot of games for because not enough people had the money to buy them in the first place. And so they were always kind of mediocre. But yeah, I remember the 3DO and the Jaguar too. Yeah, Jaguar is a good one, yeah. I mean, the the TurboGrafx was... Yeah. Like, had, I think, enough quality games to be both, like, the rich kid console and actually kind of interesting. Like, it, it did look significantly better than, like, an NES. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't think I knew any kids who owned those, but I always saw them in the store and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, play it out, you know, try it out, do some demos. It was always just very strictly like some Nintendo console or a Sega console. And then, of course, you know, when PlayStation get, and Xbox got in the mix. But those rich kid consoles were only a, a thing in the store that I can't even imagine anyone having at home because they were right. so advanced. I don't um, think for my generation, I don't think there really was one. Um, I think a lot of that kind of rich kid console was like a like past like the early to mid 90s mm-hmm. that kind of stopped being. A th- am I crazy? Is is there? Am I nuts? Excuse me. Um, <laughs> thank you. For getting <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, I don't I feel like the rich kids just had really good PCs by like the late 90s. It was mm-hmm. just kind of like really good PCs. You say maybe the launch PS3 was a rich kid console? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Five hundred ninety-nine US dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's a good one. All right, let's see. Zachary Brown. Last. This isn't a question. This is just just to inflate Leo's ego. That egotistical. He's so guys. He's so full of himself. That Leo Vader. Uh, Zachary Brown asked last week, Kyle struggled to remember the name Jedi Fallen Order for a second or two. I just wanted to say that I will never forget the name of that game. And for one reason, Leo's best joke from E3 Kings. Dude, you're about to be Jedi Fallen Over if you can't tie your own freaking shoes. That joke is burned into my skull. <laughs> Thanks. If you're not familiar with that, it was commentary on one of EA's press conferences and someone on stage had their shoe untied mm. and Leo went after that shoe <laughs> nice <laughs> a sharp wit uh, it was very good so i i'll try to remember that now and not forget the name although now i have to remember a new name which is star wars jedi survivor right yeah yes. yeah yes. we're all we are confident i'm pretty sure that's what it is. <laughs> i'm very excited for that game by the way <laughs> yes totally me too yeah i like i like fallen order a lot i'm excited for jedi survivor for sure i don't know if any of you watch the obi-wan show but there might be some stuff if you're keeping up on it some fallen order type of business okay. i won't i won't spoil anything but it's kind of neat to see i haven't i haven't watched the most recent episode i'm one episode behind so that must be what you're referencing there uh i like this question a lot Darkfish Days asks, what game do you think has the highest ratio of people watching gameplay over playing the game? So the, the question is like, what has been watched more than it has been actually played? Mm. It's ratio versus instead of total hours, right? right. So it's not a popularity yeah. contest. It's like, 
way more people watch than play. What do you think? Maybe like, I feel like Until Dawn is very much like, mm. I want to see how people mm. play this versus necessarily mm. going through myself a bunch of times. Yeah, because yeah, most, most games that are really big, like on Twitch, are also very popular games. Like, yeah, Fortnite is watched just all the time, constantly or whatever, but like, it's also incredibly popular, yeah. obviously. Yeah. So I think it's got to be like, um, I mean, I would almost say something like a Souls game of some sort, because there's a lot of people just watching that content and then being like, but I don't, I'm not good enough to play these games. But again, they're also still very popular. So I, I don't yep. think the ratio quite works there. Yeah. Uh, Joshua Caleb in the comments right now says Desert Bus. Oh, that's it. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, he's smarter than all of us. <laughs> they did it. I, did. I was, the one I was going to say was um, getting over it with Bennett Foddy, which is mm-hmm. kind of in that zone mm. of desert bus, but I think desert, I, that's yeah, it's by, it's like by far too, probably yeah. that's, that's it. Who said that? Did Jeff, do you remember the name? Or Joshua the Caleb. Scared? You did it. Joshua 75. Caleb. Did it. Let's see. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's see. Um, Keese or Kess, Kess, Case, Kess, and then it says Case in like quotes, uh, Mulder. Uh, well, here, actually, before we start this, have any of you guys watched the Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie? Have you guys seen this? No. Yes, I have. Mm. What to? Okay, you know what? We'll skip that one. My uh, daughter won't let me. <laughs> She's like, so good. We're going wa- to watch more Bluey instead of this, sh- this cartoon. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, it's so good. Even even if you don't uh, watch the show, highly recommend it. Okay, let's see. All right, Andy Wera asks: With E three just being announced to be back next year, do you think it will truly be? Will it come back this time? Will it truly be back? Also, do you think developers will return or continue to do their own shows or events like the Summer Games Show instead? So it's it's basically yeah. I, I don't I didn't treat that as an announcement, like a real announcement. I feel I feel like they're just kind of saying that, like, yes, it'll be back so that people don't keep writing that it's gone forever. Right. Does that make sense? Like there's not there's not plans yet for it, but they just want people to stop saying it's gone forever. So they're saying it's back. I mean, I I want it to be back in the sense that I would like one place for everything to be happening once a year and maybe keely figures does it better and that's where it is and that's great i just like i do miss that one you know one or two week period in june where it's like this is the video game time yeah i feel like it's getting spread out and kind of thinned out and it's not as fun that way Um, it's nice to be able to see like the big the big hardware manufacturers too just like go one on one and like all right who's they're playing a game of chicken like whose conference is going first who's going to put the stake in the ground and how are we going to reply like see like what people love and hate about what they said and we'll just improve it in every way you know like uh, it's a juicy time i like to see it but yeah yeah, when it's all spaced out it's just not as fun i I think even if they try and bring it back it's that's the thing that we all want it to be is still not going to happen. I think like Microsoft sure. and Sony are probably checked out and saying, Hey, we'll do our own conference when we want to. And when we have the stuff ready and we won't have to pay, you know, someone else to do it exorbitant amounts to go show it off somewhere when we can just 
control the entire message ourselves. And I don't, the ESA, I think, would have to work really hard to get all three of those companies back under the same tent. And I don't have much confidence that they would put in the effort or that they would be able to make, um, you know, a strong enough case to them to get them all back. But I'd like to see it. Certainly. It's like the hybrid, like the remote working situation. Like it's proven that it's done and it's highly effective. So why would any of these companies want to like pay to be back on a, on a show floor and go through all that expense and hassle and staffing I mean, I, I was just making fun of Activision earlier for spending all that money to just, like, announce the game. <laughs> that, that's is, like, that is true. They're still doing it. <laughs> yeah, and that's all E3 is. It's like you walk around the show floor. And, not all it is. Obviously, there's more to it than that. But there's you can't help but walk around and be like, this feels excessive. I mean, it's cool. I'm glad I'm here. It's all for me, but it's it's excessive. Yeah. Because you really didn't have to do all this. And the last few years have proved that, it, in fact, they did not have to do all that. So... But they should, though, right, you guys? They like, should. Let's just, like, let's just convince them that it was a good idea. <laughs> for our benefit, for our fun. Yeah, do it for me. If not for yourself, then for Kyle. Let's see. Hunter Sachs asks, in 2019, I tried to play Sekiro, and it straight broke me. Rage quit so bad, I just fully gave up. After time passed, uh, and I also spent time learning anger and stress management for many reasons, I came back to Sekiro. Not only have I beaten it now, I have the platinum. I ended up being it ended up being a big emotional experience for me, remembering to uh, to, to remember my anger and to let it go. Has a game ever actually told you something about yourself? Sorry, that got a little muddy, but um, hopefully the, the question came through. Has a game ever told you something about yourself? That's such a good question, and I feel bad that i don't have an immediate answer for it <laughs> like surely yes right but yeah i i think i've i've shared my example um but when i when i played um gta san andreas i think it was as a teenager they had horse betting in the game and I, I thought I came up with like a killer you know like one of those betting systems that I'm just never gonna lose and which was which was basically just to bet <laughs> to bet more on the next race to cover the losses from the last one because I had so much money at that point I had like 16 million dollars so it was like well I'm always going to be able to make it up the next one and then I I learned that it eventually it will get to a, it will get to an un you know, like an amount that I don't have very, very fast. And I lost all, all my money in that game. And I was like, hmm, I should never bet in the, in real life. And I've you stuck to it. You learned that you have a gambling problem? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's good. That's good information. It's, it's that's a really good way to learn it. Yeah. It's a good way to learn it because then I just immediately reset the game and it didn't save and I had all my money back. So, but you Ooh, can't do that in a casino. Yeah, that was a good a good environment to try that out, too. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> Turns out betting systems don't work. Who knew? You know, I, I went to I I I snore really badly. This I swear this uh, has a point. I snore really badly, and um, I was talking to a doctor about it and how to how we could address it so that my wife could get some sleep. And he gave me this medication, and he said one of the this is maybe this is common knowledge, but one of the side effects was like to you might start gambling 
And he was like, let me know if you start having a gambling problem as a result of this medication. And I was like, medication wow. can do that? That is so, it makes I, it like I, impulsive or like risk I, more into taking so. risks or something. Wow. Yeah. Which and is, our, I, I had just never heard of that. Well, don't tell the casinos, Kyle. They'll be putting it in your drinks. <laughs> they just sell it like like Skittles at the front of the, the place. I mean, oh. mobile games have taught me that I am far more comfortable spending $5 at a time than I'd like to think I am. Oh, sure. Yeah. So I don't have any like real specific examples, but I definitely spent a little bit too much on like Pokemon Go and on the Animal Crossing game and none, nothing like debilitating. But like when I added it up, I was like, that's too much. I should probably stop playing mobile games with the uh, like gotcha yeah. elements to them. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, that's true. I, I know, Kyle, you're familiar with the way drums work uh, I am. as a drummer. Uh, I think, I don't know, it popped into my head. I, I'm sure there's a much more uh, interesting answer, but I didn't really understand how people could do drums until Rock Band came around and slowly over time taught me how to kind of walk and chew gum at the same time with all that stuff. So that's cool. I don't know. Ended up being like somewhat of a skill. It's not like I'm, you know, drumming in a punk band on the weekends or anything, but it, it was just an interesting, interesting thing to kind of learn later in life, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing, which is like, I'm sure it's been said before, but like, that's the thing about playing drums in rock band. It's like if you if you're good at rock band guitar, it does not translate to being a good guitarist necessarily. But like when you're playing rock band drums like that's it's functionally the way drums work, <laughs> you know, it's just a matter of getting all your limbs to sort of separate and do their own thing individually. So, yeah, Brian, we put you behind a drum set. You'd probably do just fine, I'm sure. <laughs> better than i would have before but yeah <laughs> uh tony the swordsman asks do you prefer a vocal protagonist in a game or a mute one that oh, entirely cool. depends on the type of story i think like I, I don't know that i've ever played a game and finished it or reflected on it and been like hmm, i'm glad that character didn't talk you know <laughs> Like, mm. I, I think I would, even, like, games I adore, like Zelda, like, I I don't think I, I don't think it benefits a huge amount by ha Link being silent, necessarily, but then, you know, give, then they give me a Zelda where he talks a lot, and I'm like, nope, this is a bad idea, <laughs> but I, I like vocal protagonists, I like someone to talk to. Yeah, like, Chrono Trigger is probably one of my favorite games of all time, and I'm still like, I mean, he could have talked. <laughs> Chrono could have said stuff. Yeah, I, I I lean towards the vocal. I mean, not like overly vocal, but like there's no other, very few like movies or shows, the main character just like doesn't say anything or communicate in any way. So yeah. I, I think I think it's like some false sense of immersion that they used to have in game design, where like ah, oh, you'll think it's you. You you're the guy in the in the blue jumpsuit with the spiky orange hair uh because he doesn't say anything like it didn't it never made any sense to me that logic yeah. uh really relevant super relevant question here from tony the swordsman uh what is the best real animal talking movie so like they take a real like an, a real animal and they make the mouth go blah blah, blah instead yeah. of it being like cg yeah, like like Zootopia, fantastic movie, doesn't count. Those are, mm. you know, anthropomorphic uh, animals. 
Guys, the answer is I, babe. I was I was thinking babe. Um, I'm ashamed I've never seen those movies. I would show them to your kid. Not wait on the second one, but the first one you should, <laughs> you should show your kid. Second one's weirdly dark. Okay. Are, can can okay. we name other other ones besides Babe that fit like that narrow <laughs> definition? Uh, Milo and Otis. One? Yeah. Well, there's before they started CGIing the mouths. Was that the great the Great Journey or Great Adventure? Michael J. Fox voiced a dog. We all remember it fondly. There's a lot of dog talking movies, I think, and I I feel like it's because I, I learned this as a child. Like they do the they put peanut butter in their mouths and make them open and close their mouths a lot so it looks like so it might just be like an easy animal to make pretend talk and yeah. that's why they do that but i feel like there's a lot the of dog ones too, right yeah all right let's uh let's finish this out with uh with a quiz we always got to finish with a quiz right so mitch prepared this quiz for us it's time for america's favorite podcast game show the great goaty edition hunt below is a list of games please answer the question do the following games have a game of the year re-release that came sometime after the original print. It needs to have the words Game of the Year in the title of the re-release. Anything along the lines of Definitive or Ultimate does not count. Okay. That's going to be tricky. Impossible. Yeah, so Brian, God of War 2018, specifically the, two, the recent one, did that have a Game of the Year edition? Yes. Are you asking one of us? Oh, I said Brian. Did it? Oh. I'm sorry. I was asking Brian, um, and it didn't. Sorry, Dang. Brian, it did not. I thought I remembered seeing a one with a thing on it, but yeah. yeah so if if it just comes in the like red box or whatever, like does that not count? That doesn't count. No, that's, oh, that's, never, that's, that's like greatest, greatest hits. That's, that's greatest yeah, hits. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. Okay, completely different thing. Sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I suppose there wasn't a lot to add to that game, so I should have known better. Yep. Uh, Jeffem, Halo Four. Game of the Year edition for Halo 4. Everyone's favorite Halo. Yes. It did. You nailed it. Nice. nice. Despite not actually getting that award from anyone. <laughs> yeah, maybe, probably not. Uh, Kelsey, Batman, Arkham Asylum. So that'd be the uh, first Batman. Okay. I at least a couple of the Batmans did. I'm going to go with yes on this, but it might be a trick question. It might have been like Arkham City that got it. It did. It got it. Did. Okay, it. cool. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Brian, back to you. Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception. Again, everyone's favorite Uncharted. No. It did. Dang it. <laughs> All that multi is it the multiplayer stuff that they jammed in there? I don't know. I, I'm not sure. We, we gotta ask Mitch about those specifics. Ah. Uh Jeff a Mass Effect 2. I'm going to say no, because we haven't had a no for a while. Uh, I didn't. Mass Effect 2 did not. There Best Mass Effect, arguably. Did not get a Game of the Year edition. Uh, Kelsey, Dragon Age Inquisition. Another Bioware title. Inquisition. I'm really just trying to, like, rack my brain for boxes I've seen come across through my store. Yeah. Um, they all kind of blend together. Uh, I'm going to go yes. It did. Ooh. It did. Which... Am I the only one getting them all wrong? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You're um, you're doing poorly on. Yeah, oh. uh, look, we're I'm all pulling... geniuses here, and uh... <laughs> I'm pulling a Brian, uh, Bill Murray from the beginning of Ghostbusters. Here. <laughs> I'm just changing the answer. <laughs> Everyone else is giving him on Discord chat. Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Brian Forza Motorsport Five, 
Motorsport 5, The Sim. The Sim. N- no. Because don't they usually it, do Ultimate or something? No, it, it got a game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Shock him again. Now they do. Yeah, now they do the Ultimates and like Legendary. Uh, Dang it. Yeah. All right, uh, Jeff. Ah. Forza Horizon 5. Yes. The, good, the fun one. Yes. Guess, guess what, Brian? He got it wrong. Game of the year edition for that one. Join me. No. <laughs> the failure side. <laughs> Elsie, Metal Gear Solid 5. The Phantom Pain. No. No, you're right. It didn't. Kojima was gone. He didn't have time to, to make another version <laughs> of the game. He was working on Death They Street did have there. a package where it was like com- thrown in with um whatever the prequel thing. Oh, what was it? Ground Ground Zeroes. Ground yeah. Zeroes. But right. I forget what the package name was though. It must not have been Game of Year. Yeah, I might maybe it was like a like right when the game came out, they released that version, maybe. I'm not sure. Uh Brian? Gears five. Gears of War five. No. Damn it! <laughs> Wait, have you gotten any right at this point? I don't no, know. I don't think so. Oh no! Okay, ah. uh, last one here, Jeff. Um, darn it, <laughs> Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. The only from game, recent from game, to not get any DLC. I think, except for Elden Ring. We'll see about that. And yet, yes, it did. It did. That was a. I shouldn't have given you that hint. I really screwed that you up. Blew it. You rigged no, the you're game. editing this later, right? You can just cut that out. Yeah. I'm going to cut out the one I got wrong, so we'll be fine. <laughs> okay, <all laughs> yeah. Just have a montage of me, like, totally borking all of these. Yeah. And we'll just, yeah. Here, I'll I got to get the sad, sad trombone sound effect ready. And... Yeah. Uh, Brian, can you give us a nice, clean, I have to go to the bathroom real quick, and then we'll just cut out all your, all your failures there. <laughs> <laughs> you missed the quiz entirely. <laughs> Oh man! So that's that's it, you guys. That's it's Summer Game Fest episode. Um, now remember your promise to me. What was the question of the week? I'm not gonna give you hints. I'm not gonna tell. I have one in mind. Oh I have man! I think for me it was even though I completely misinterpreted it. The past and future games. Yeah. Good one. Okay. That's that's wait, the wait, one I wrote down was, too. That was the one that's where you can either have all the games from the past or all the games of the future, right? Yes, that's one interpretation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> one of many. Okay, that, yep. that was the one I put a, a note next to as well. What do you think of that, Kelsey? That I fine? like it. That works. All right, there we go. That's Chris Logan uh, getting, uh, let's see, a, a vinyl copy of Tell Me Why, the Tell Me Why soundtrack. So congrats there. All right, now it's time for a little something called Get a load of this. That's the song. All right. Jeff's gonna add. Oh, he's got it. All right. Yep. Uh, Brian, you have. You, did you get a load of this this week? You got a load of it. I did. Um, I know it's usually outside of the gaming realm, but this one I couldn't resist. Um, you may, you may uh realize already by this podcast that I'm ninja. I have a lot of nostalgia for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I really, really dug that the Cowabunga Collection, which is also coming this year, got a lot of the classic games, including 
the Nintendo Ninja Turtles the arcade game interpretation, which famously had Pizza Hut, a Pizza Hut personal pan pizza coupon in the instruction booklet, and you could go go get your personal pan pizza. Maybe you weren't reading as many books for Book It as you as you needed for that month. Uh, so you could use the video game to, to go get a free pizza. And there was pizza branding in the game and everything. Uh, I believe it's Limited Run Games? Who's it doing is Limited Run book? Games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who's doing the, the physical copies for this game. And they are also, I believe, doing the Pizza Hut Personal Pan Pizza, reviving that awesome promotion once again. And I think that's just that's great. Amazing. A great move. I love it. I love the idea of it. Do you think Reggie fils was involved in that in any way? Did he send an email like, hey, guys, I promise this is cool. You guys should do this. I don't yeah, think I th- so. <laughs> he was like, bring back the Bigfoot pizza. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is entirely, and I'll, like, I'll be, I'll be up front. I'm friends with Josh Fairhurst, who's the like founder of Limited Run Games. And this is an entirely, like, this is something I can just see him being like, well, I remember this and it was hilarious and really cool. And I'm going to throw so much resources at making it happen. I love it. I think it's I, awesome. I think it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's I, probably like not worth it for them, but you know, it's, it's pretty fun. <laughs> it's important. It seems like people are passing that around. Like this rules like a lot online. Yeah. So I, I hope, I hope it, that pans out as a successful thing. Cause I dig it. Kelsey, you got a load of this this week? I do. Um, I th- I think a lot of people by now have probably seen the uh, doll E. Is that how you pronounce it? The the weird image AI uh, generator thing that's been kind of floating around. You want to explain it real quick? I, yeah, I, I, it's a, yeah. It is a. I mean, I I don't know exactly how it works, but it's it's an AI where you can feed it a prompt and it attempts to generate some images of whatever you are feeding it so you can feed it like um the one i saw that was great was a uh, like colombo n64 game and it spit out nine images and they all looked like an n64 game you know it's it's not great yet it's very but strange. it's yeah. it's it's pretty good um yeah. and there is a subreddit um on reddit called weird dolly that is just some of the strangest prompts that people are putting into it. Um, there was uh, like an Among Us nativity scene that was very good. And like Google Google Street View of Godzilla, just some real wild stuff in there. And I've been I've been scrolling it for uh, I was scrolling it for like an hour this morning because it's just it's very uh, it's very entertaining. Is it a is it a Salvador Dali pun? Is that kind of. Oh, that- maybe. I don't know. So kind of, they kind of look Dolly-esque when you look at some of those things. Yeah, a little, little melty, a little weird. Yeah. Uh, get a load of this, everybody. Friend of the show, Imran Khan, wrote a story over at fanbyte.com that I thought was pretty fascinating uh, about the unannounced 1-2 Switch sequel, which was meant to be titled Everybody Everybody 1-2 Switch, or is it Everybody's? I think it's just Everybody 1-2 Switch. Like Everybody's um, Golf or something? Like Yeah, I guess. And I, Jeff, you reviewed that game, I think, right? That's like, I think so. I did. You played a lot of it. It's not a good game. It's a bad game. It's but not. apparently it, it sold well enough to, for them to greenlight a sequel, which uh, is weird because it didn't sell well because it was good. It sold well because there just wasn't anything else really available on Switch at the time. But uh, apparently, internally, according to Imran's story, it's just 
testing so poorly uh, among like consumers and stuff that they're like part. Some people want to release it as like a $60 game and get it out the door. It's done. Let's get it out there. Another faction within Nintendo is like, if we release this, it will hurt Nintendo's reputation. That's how bad this thing supposedly is. Uh, which is just sort of, it's just a fascinating thing. We'll have a, a link in the podcast and the sort of episode description to Imran's story, but it's it's a good read and it's just, you know, Imran did some some good reporting work there and I really liked it. What was the internal reviews for the first game? <laughs> How did that not kill that one? I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, I guess those were, they were just all tech demos. I mean, that's... Yeah. It was novel yeah. enough, maybe, that people were like, this is interesting. They should just put those resources into WarioWare. I don't know what they're doing over there. Jeff, yeah, get a load get of this. Get Get a load of this. Uh, this one ties nicely into Kelsey's. Um, it's there is a kind of subgroup on Medium.com, which is a place where people can just post stories. But it's called M Learning Dash AI, um, and it's it's a bunch of different articles about machine learning and AI, including a lot of stuff about Dolly too. But I've had these stories pop up in my feed several times, and I have become convinced that the authors of the articles are also AI. Like they, like the way that they are written and, and like every, they have specific authors who write different stories about all these, about all these different technologies and stuff. And they all have their own profile picture and I think the profile pictures are fake, and I think the authors are fake, and I think it's all machine learning that someone's doing this weird experiment because you read some of the stories and they kind of break down the like I um I apologize if they are real people and I'm criticizing their work, but there are times where the story where the stories break down and you just look at sentences and it's like that sentence reads like it was written by a computer and it doesn't really make sense, and so. If you want to take a look, it's a weird rabbit hole to go down to. And and all the, I mean, all the stories are about machine learning. So it would kind of make sense that someone was trying to do this. But it's we we've it's reached that age where we just don't know, you know, what's being created by a machine and what's not. So have fun. This is kind of a tangent. But have you guys seen that, like, there are sites that just kind of take news stories now and run them through some kind of thing where it changes some words to like mm-hmm. synonyms so it doesn't. It it passes like whatever plagiarism filters or whatever. Um, it always comes up in very funny ways for uh, myself at the Video Game History Foundation because the the founder's name is Frank Cifaldi, and that is often translated in these articles to forthright Cifaldi, which is very funny. Busted. Let's see, quick uh, gallet from the community here. Uh, That's very straightforward. I just found it a little interesting. Chris N uh, shared the story that um, Joy-Cons are now compatible with your iPhone. So if you want to play mobile games with your Joy-Cons, go ahead, Brian. No one's stopping you. Wow. That's that's neat. It's, 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 it's right. It's it's neat. I think oh I'm, my gosh. I think I'm realizing I didn't say get a load of this before my thing. So no, I'm just it's gonna invalidated. Get, gonna get fried for that. So there's First the quiz and now the, the get a load of this quiz. Oh, that's you guys. We did it. We did. We made it two weeks without Hanson. I'm proud of us. <laughs> Do we, are we going to find him? I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll okay. go for the three. All right. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> uh, Kelsey, you got anything you want to plug before we wrap things up here? I know you got uh, 
you you mentioned it briefly earlier in one of the questions, but uh, I do have a podcast with the Video Game History Foundation called the Video Game History Hour. So check that out if you want. And uh, yeah, that's that's where I'm at when I'm not here. Nice, uh, Brian. Anything to plug? Uh, yeah, you can just uh, find me online at uh, Brian underscore Vore on Twitter. Nice, Jeffum. You do you plug stuff? You got stuff you want to plug? No, I'm I'm doing fine without it. Okay. Keep watching me on here. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Good. All right. Well, a couple of final things here. Uh, we got Trivia Tower coming up. The Grand Round. Grand Round? Grand, anybody? Grand, grand, round, grand Round. There we go. Uh, happening on Sunday, June 19th at 2 p.m. Central. Uh, Europe. This is your round. Compete in video game trivia, and the last person standing wins $1,000. That's what the Grand Round is. So everyone who wants to support MinMax on Patreon at any tier, if you any tier, you can compete in that. And then uh, we also have something happening here. Uh, get ready for Jurassic World Dominion by unlocking our new commentary track for the first Jurassic Park on Patreon with uh, Ben Hansen, Leo Vader, and Brian Vore. You're part of that, sounds like, right? Yeah, it was a great time. I hadn't there seen the original for a few years. so Nice. Yeah, so uh, at, at the $5 tier, you can, you can unlock that commentary track. Um, and you know, it's also just a great long podcast about why Jurassic Park rules. It's Ben's favorite movie, so I'm sure he was really excited to talk about it. Uh, and you can also, when you do that, you also unlock commentary tracks for Lord of the Rings, Advent Children, the Final Fantasy movie, The Matrix, and the Star Wars sequel trilogy. And then, uh, one final plug here you can become a game champion by supporting Min Max at the $50 tier on Patreon and lock in a game of your choice. And we, uh, we have fun plans for that. If uh, if your game champion becomes the ultimate champion, we make content about the game, which I think Kelsey, you are on the Persona one. I was with confidence. I say, cool. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, guys, that's it. That's our summer game fest episode. We did it. I'm excited to not host again next week. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, we find Ben. If we uh, find Ben. If yeah. we find Ben, yeah, maybe I'll be back again. But um, yeah, thanks. Thanks so much, guys, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Well, hey, here we go. This is what we say at the end. Be good. Have fun. Let's go. Ah! All right, Kelsey, you can get out of here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. See ya. Well, Jeff, you, you uh, have everything you need? Yeah, the, the outro music is still playing. Um, so the end of this will be a disaster, it? but don't worry about it. I didn't know. No, nah, who knows? Who knows any of this? Look, Hanson's lucky he got a video podcast this week, and so is everybody else. So take that. <laughs>